Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Coming up three minutes past four. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Tuesday, the 15th of November. I never thought I'd be excited to hear from my accountant. But yesterday, it all kind of came together. I'll tell you about it in a a moment. Uh, Yoghurt, it's all full of sugar, but of course it is. It's got fruit in it. It's got fructose. Every single yoghurt must have sugar in it. Uh, Carol Vorderman is definitely a natural in the jungle. Uh, 11 million of you enthralled by Planet Earth 2. I don't think we've beaten the snakes, have we? I don't think we've beaten the snakes yet. The gran who died after slap therapy. Have you ever heard of it before? Me neither. Apparently, it's to cure people of diabetes, and they pay 750 quid for the privilege. Oh, and the supermoon. I never saw it either, I'm afraid. And who's number one? In the charts at Christmas. It could be James Corden. could be James Corden. And uh, nobody would wish him uh, uh, more chance of that happening than me. Uh, Plus Scarlet, my battle with the bullies. As I say, they've got to come up with some stories in this jungle. I'm not belittling it. I'm just saying every single person, most kids at school were bullied at some point. Everybody was bullied. Everything. I could probably go through my life and go, I was bullied here. I was bullied there. I was bullied in this place. So everybody did it. And they go, oh, I've done this to beat the bullies. It's a load of old crap. It really is. It's rubbish. People just go through their life. You know, different people get affected by different situations. Melanie C says she was bullied in the Spice Girls. Well, the only person I could have thought of in the Spice... She's not going to tell you who it is, so... But you haven't got much of a choice, have you? Could it be Victoria Beckham? I shouldn't think so. Victoria was struggling to sort of maintain body weight, I would have thought. Would it be Jerry Halliwell? I shouldn't think so. I mean, she was a bit sort of over the top, but then, then she went all mumsy, and now she's, she's practically sort of wound down to comatose. Uh, would it be uh, Mel Scary Spice? Could be. She's got a foul mouth on her, hasn't she? She could have bullied her, because I don't think it's going to be Emma Bunton, seriously, in any way, shape or form. So, you know, I've I've kind of, I've made my own decision on who I think it's going to be. It might be completely wrong. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that she said she was bullied in the Spice Girls. Of course, it might not actually have been a Spice Girl. It might have been somebody who was in the management side of it. We don't know. I should imagine somebody was ruling them with a rod of iron. I mean, Louis Walsh can be, uh, you know, I remember talking to Westlife. He worked them hard, you know, because fame costs. It's as simple as that. Fame costs a lot of money. So yesterday, yesterday, I'm sitting at home and I keep putting it off and keep putting it off. I've got to do my VAT. Got to do my VAT by the end of this month. And then I thought, wait a minute, I've not heard from my accountant. And I get quite panicky about tax. I'm very, very precise with tax. I can't do it. That's why I pay an accountant to do it. And I don't think it's that complicated because I, I, I only work here. I don't work anywhere else. So it's just for here. And, uh, and there's probably, I mean, how many would there be? How many would there be? There'd be 12, uh, 24 invoices going in, about 24 invoices. So it's not too complicated. And my, my accountant's lovely. I had him and uh, I've been with him now for many, many, many years. He likes, he likes, uh, he likes a, a drop of nice, nice booze, nice booze. And he likes old DVDs and stuff like that. So when he was based in London, he's now based at home, which is down, I, th- I forget where it is now, certainly down, way, way down, way down. And, um, and I hadn't heard from him for ages. And I thought, wait a minute, we're actually getting a little bit near the time. Because if you're self-employed, you pay your tax at the end of January and you pay it at the end of July. And I've got the money. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 that ahead of it. I learned through bitter experience many many years ago. I know it's you know it's not the best thing to say, but I save my money. I do save my money. I'm quite good at that. So whatever the tax is, I've got it there already for January. And if I have any left over, then that forms the basis of saving up for the for the tax for July. So, you know, I'm not complaining about it. Anyway, so I hadn't heard from him for ages. And I thought about it. And I was thinking, I was thinking, why have I not heard from him? Why have I not heard from him? And then lo and behold, ping, up it pops on my phone. Hi, Steve. Uh, these are the invoices I need. These are the, uh, the ba- it's mainly bank statements he likes. He likes bank statements because he can see where the, where the money's gone. You know, have you changed the car over the last year? And of course I did. So uh, that'll come into it. So I can probably claim back on that. But uh, never was there such a feeling of relief because there's nothing worse, is there, than, than you're sort of being deserted by your uh, by your accountant. But I've been with him for so many years now. So I was uh, I was quite pleased about that, actually. That kind of sort of cheered up the day. Unfortunately, I woke up in the early hours of the morning and um, and I didn't I didn't. Uh, actually feel very well this morning. I thought, oh no. You know when you get up and you think, I've eaten something which which isn't agreeing with me and I don't know what it was. And I have a feeling, what did I have yesterday? Sausages and it might have been sprouts. I can't remember. And I do remember putting real mayonnaise on them and thinking, maybe not such a good idea. Uh, Steve, re-yogurt, does plain yogurt have sugar as well? I don't know. I don't know what plain yogurt is. Is that cream or something? I don't know. And, uh, and somebody says, Steve's been on air for a minute and mentioned milk. Not for me. Not for me. I've already explained that. You have to explain to somebody they're, they're a bit dim. And uh, and you have to sort of say that, no, it's not us. We've, we've got fridges full of milk here. This is apparently a milk shortage. And they say that because uh, there could be a milk shortage, that would affect cheese and loads of other things. So you have to be, uh, have to be mindful of the fact. But uh, no, here we've got fridges full of it. Absolutely full. Fridges full of it, which uh, which is nice. I'm quite pleased about that this morning. So I'm on my second cup of coffee, and uh, and Paul Smith's reading the news tonight. And if you haven't checked out the sweep, then you must check out the sweep because it's uh, courtesy of Mister Mister Moyles's team, and courtesy of Dave Masterman. What a clever boy! What a clever boy! But uh, so that that you can hear. I don't know where you find it actually. I think you probably find it over on their uh, website, and it's it's just very funny. It's just very, very funny. Uh, so out in the jungle, they're fighting to get under the shower. Ola Jordan, get out of the way! Because she's so desperate, you know, to be pictured under the shower. So in fact, she'll probably just stand there all day and wait till the other ones just drop dead of boredom. Because she's so desperate. Unfortunately, the other one we've discovered, the Olympian, she's also quite desperate for some sort of attention. And then the Scarlet Moffat, and she's just desperate. And so they're all fighting. But the trouble is, the boys beat them to it. The person who emerges so far as just being nice... Because he, that's the way he is, is Larry Lamb. He, he'll, he'll just sit out there, he'll chat to people. He's been voted camp president already. So obviously people like, when I say camp president, I mean, he's not, he's not camp. But uh, no, people will warm to him. People absolutely love Larry Lamb, I promise you. Ask anybody who's ever worked with him, what's he like? And he'll, they'll, they'll tell you, he's absolutely charming. He's lovely. He's, he's exactly the same uh, in real life as he is on the screen. He just, just makes me laugh. So I'm, I'm, I'm backing him and Carol Vorderman because I think they both stand a very good chance of, of winning it. Seriously, I mean, I think they're actually that good that they, they really could. I'm intrigued about this slap therapy, this slap therapy thing. This is a woman who died. Apparently it's Middle Eastern, so, you know, it could be any old crackpot thing, couldn't it, really? And people slap you. I mean slap you. You pay 750 quid for the privilege. And um, and this cures diabetes. What a load of old cock and bull, ladies and gentlemen. I've never heard so much rub. Mind you, people go into everything, won't they? 
People will try anything once, you know, suck a pomegranate or something, and that'll help give you superpowers or whatever. But, I mean, slapping somebody to cure them of diabetes sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Another girl falls from a balcony in Ibiza, I think. Uh, she's only just gone out there on holiday with her boyfriend, uh, and she falls off a balcony. I've got no idea how this happens, but she dies. She's about nine floors up. And to be honest with you, it makes my blood run cold. I don't know what it is about people and balconies, but I don't think they should have balconies in hotels. I think because you get, the, especially where there's sort of places where people go and they get drunk and then they go out there. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've seen people before who do what they call balcony jumping. Have you heard of that one before? Balcony jumping. It's really quite quite dangerous and people think they get away with it. I mean, I, I go tingly thinking about the fact that people could jump from one balcony to another and uh, we've seen so many cases of people that miss. So how this one happened, I've got no idea. We might have some answers uh, later on. Anton Deck, good news for Anton Deck this morning. They've uh, just signed a new three-year contract with ITV, which means this will take it up to uh, three years from now, so 16, 17, 19, 2019, which means they'll have been there nearly 20 years. Uh, same programmes, they might stick on some other things. I th- they, they've had a go at acting. It doesn't quite work, does it? They were better in Biker Grove and better at their Saturday Night Takeaway, which used up a lot of Z-listers. Although, over in the Celebrity Big Brother camp, they've said they're going to cut back on Z-listers from reality shows because they don't contribute anything at all. They're just vile people most of the time. And the ones that aren't are so boring. I mean, you'd, seriously, you, won't know, you wouldn't know if they were alive or if they were dead. So they've said that they're actually going to find some celebrities. Where? I've got no idea. Alan Carr's in the paper today, and he said, uh, he said, I've got no intention of going on a reality show. He said, I'm not remotely interested. Why would you want to do it? And the answer is, people do it for money. I have no doubt in my mind that Carol Vorderman and Larry Lamb are the same as everybody else in the jungle. They're doing it for a fee. And depending on how big your profile is, determines on how much money you get. Ola Jordan is just put in there. I mean, in fact, she was a last-minute replacement. Nobody was interested in Ola Jordan. She didn't feature on the radar. So, oh, she'll probably get her kit off. Oh, God, put her in there. She's got that boring, nasty little piece of work, which is the husband, who was so vile when he was on Big Brother last time. Ghastly person. I mean, he, I mean, he needs the work. God knows. God knows he needs the work. And he said, oh, I knew all the cameras would be on her in the showers. <laughs> Disgusting, it really is, honestly. We're so desperate. Oh, phone's off and uh, going this morning. And um, that, um, it's, it's all right. My friend Warren is uh, is chasing something for us. Let's hope it uh, hope it comes off, which could be quite nice, couldn't it? I like that idea. Thank you, Warren. I've also, I've found something in the office. I don't want to, I don't want to say what it is yet, because I don't know whose it is. But it's, it was a, it was a, it's like a diary. It's like a diary. And whoever it is has got quite nice writing. Um, but they write everything down. And they've got... There's all sorts of things in here, like things to do. I mean, I'm, I'm a naturally curious person. I'll, I'll read more of it later, because whoever it is drinks Prosecco, uh, and one of their shopping lists was... This is a really odd shopping list. Lou Roll, Potato, in the singular, Prosecco, Crisps, Six Pack... Sweeties, crossed out, obviously not not good for you. Wrapping paper and labels, big envelopes, in brackets, to send things. As opposed to what? Stamps, Christmas cards, birthday for dad card, Florentines. I mean, that it's got to be a woman's diary. It's a woman's diary, isn't it? Because nobody would write crisps, six-pack, and also big envelopes to send... Th- this is a woman's diary. It's definitely a woman's diary. And then there's also, I mean, as I was leafing through it, trying to find all sorts of other things, it's got things to do. 
And uh, we've got all sorts of it. I've never heard of My Credit Monitor membership, but apparently that's quite interesting. Also, Write to Ikea. And, uh, and then it's got how much people owe and things like that. But the, but the best one, the best, and that's why I think it's a woman, um, is, is the food that this person's eating. I mean, seriously, on, on one of them, and, and it, it goes into quite, quite good detail. I mean, there's, there's a shopping list here, which is obviously somebody who can cook, which makes me think that it's, it's definitely a woman. It's got Sunday lasagna. A bit exciting, isn't it, for Sunday? Uh, Monday, breakfast smoothie. Broccoli fritters. Who has broccoli fritters? Chicken plus couscous. Tomato onion. Tuesday, green smoothie, tuna and avocado salad. This is a healthy person. And then Wednesday... I mean, I shouldn't be reading this. It doesn't matter. Uh, overnight, oats with banana. Broccoli fritters. Again, we're big into the broccoli fritters, whoever this is. And then scrambled eggs with onion toast. Thursday, apparently nothing apart from lasagna. And Friday, I think they're dead. Seriously. And then when you sort of see... And it's, it's obviously somebody in... Could be a flatmate or something like that. On one of them. On one of them, it's really interesting because they, they have this sort of huge shopping list and, it's, and it's, it, it looks, looks very healthy. I mean, to do on Sunday, this person is, is obviously very meticulous. Now, the reason I say this is because I found it on the desk. Well, I mean, I didn't. Somebody found it. Uh, Sarah Ferguson used to put stickers on everything. She used to do post-it notes. So she would write down, you know, need to, you know, wash underwear or, you know, need to go out, find man to suck toe. And she would stick it. So all over her house, I remember the documentary on television, and it literally had, um, it was post-it notes everywhere. And I love post-it notes. I still can't remember anything. But this, this person here, make onion soup, make lasagna. I mean, how many people do you know that make lasagna? I mean, Marks and Spencer's do it for you. And all the other places. Make onion soup. Why don't you just go out and buy it from the Covent Garden Soup Company? And then it's got all sorts of things here. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go through. Cause the, cause, because the onion soup featured on Monday for dinner. Which was, I mean, it must have something else, mustn't you, really? But uh, for lunch... This person had leftover bolognese. Ooh, leftover bolognese. But then, but then sort of for sort of later, tuna peppers salad. There's a lot of... It's very healthy, this. But there's a lot of lasagna. Lasagna features on three of the days. I just feel sorry for the person who's having leftover bolognese. I'm not a bizarre... Have you ever read people's diaries before? It's terribly fascinating. It's a, it's a fascinating insight into whoever it is. But I'll tell you what I've also got in here. I've got everybody's phone number under the sun, except me. I'm obviously not important enough to feature in this book. But it's got all sorts of stuff in here. And, um, oh, it's brilliant. I tell you, this is, this is better than anybody's secret diaries that they've just uncovered from a house that was pulled down, you know, in Roman times, and then finding somebody's diary. This is very exciting. What in God's name is Vogel bread? What's that? When it's at home. Rice cakes. Who eats rice cakes? Thin people eat rice cakes. Light cheddar, light mozzarella, skimmed skimmed milk. This is a person who's either on a major diet. That's vocal. Oh, God. Crammed to bursting. See, this is a healthy person. This isn't the sort of person who's going to come in there and start eating chocolate anytime soon. They've also got um, cheese and onion crisps. That kind of lets the side down. But they like chopped tomatoes, low-fat spread. Who in the office would this belong to? I mean, this is, I could put up names on the wall. We could all try and guess. And that's having done skimmed milk, and later on they do semi-skimmed milk. Also, broccoli. They're into broccoli. They like their broccoli a lot. But it's the, it's the chicken thighs and mince. 
onions, carrots, peppers, lambs, lambs leaf, lambs leaf. Oh my God, what is that? Lambs leaf. Tuna in oil. Mm. Horrible. Rocket. Feta. Avocado. Blimey, I tell you, if I was in this person's house, I'd be starving. Terrible. But then on one day, feta and couscous salad. That's for lunch. I wonder whose this is. I wonder who it can be. Uh, 19 minutes past four. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Uh, apparently Cliff's got a, a new album out, which is very good, says Warren. He says, and I, I love the duet with, El- with Elvis Presley. Very, very clever. He said, maybe you could do a duet with James O'Brien. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Albert reckons Carol Vorderman will never win uh, after her sob story to the newspapers. You can get 16 to 1 if you think she will. I think she sounds very good. But it's way, she's not one of those silly little bimbos, is she? She's not going to be having... She doesn't need to do anything. She's, uh, she's, she's dated an RAF pilot, for goodness sake. She's, uh, she's, she's well good. And uh, another one here. Uh, one thing that bugs me about Anton Deck, clever play on words there, is when the people in the audience clap when the intro... Starts. Well, they want to be on television, don't they? They always say that. If ever you've been to a TV show, they always go, if you're sitting next to anybody you shouldn't be, move now, because the camera will sort of pan across the audience. It does, but so briefly, you never spot anybody. But people do like standing going, over here, over here. Must drive them mad, actually. What if they do sort of, you know, people hating every so often? So, Steve, you said people pay over £700 for being slapped. Well, actually, Mike, it's about 750 I mean, surely, surely with half a brain, just go to Newcastle on a Friday night. You get roughly the same effect, and you don't have to pay for it. You just have to go into a pub, drink a bottle of vodka, and then stand outside on the street and start shouting obscenities at a few gobby birds who are wearing clothes wholly inappropriate. You won't have to wait too long to lose your diabetes. I don't know why people are complaining about it. It's a brilliant idea. I can't, I can't sort of understand at all why anybody would have... I don't know how that works, though. Mind you, there's so many of these strange things, isn't there? What was that thing before? They stick a lit candle in your ear or something, or up your nose, or up your bottom. I can't remember which one it is. But uh, they sort of do all these candles, and they do this therapy and chanting and all the... Listen, you know, diabetes, it's a case of you will have it for quite a long while. You know, and eventually they might come up with something. The other day we came up with that, do you remember, for testing your blood, if you're type 1... Uh, it's not like being type 2, is it, really, but type 1. Uh, you can do it through your tears, because you, you've generally probably got bad eyesight. You've probably got... But uh, I get mine tested every year because without the eyesight, no licence. So, uh, and I do get, you know, some mornings... It depends what the temperature's like, I think. You do sort of think, oh, God, it looks a bit misty today. Mind you, then we did take the picture, didn't we? Which we put up on my, uh, my Twitter feed from Regent's Park. And somebody had the audacity to suggest it was a library picture. No, we took it at that time of the morning. That's why it's got a time thing on it. Uh, I didn't see Oxford Street revealed the other day, Gary. He says you were so right about the pedicabs. £5 per person per minute. I wouldn't give them any... They're not paying any tax, these people. Why are the inland revenues not clamped down on them? I've got no idea. Thieves. Vagabonds. Ne'er-do-wells. That's what they are. You shouldn't ever get in a pedicab. They're not insured. If you, have a, if you have a run-in with a bus or a taxi or, God forbid, a, I don't know, a Land Rover or something like that, and, and you, you come up, who are you going to sue? You don't know who these people are. They'll run away. You'll never find out who they are. They don't carry any registration plates. I don't know why. I cannot understand why the mayor has not closed down pedicabs. Rip off people. Uh, the diary, says Sonia, sounds like it's somebody following a diet like Slimming World. So organised it must be a lady. Well, I think you're right. I think it's a woman. I think it's a woman. Or, or failing that, a very, very camp man who obviously likes avocado and stuff like that. I'd love to find out whose it is. 
I wonder who it could be. 84850-stevenlbc.co.uk and uh, we shall weave everything in on the programme for you this morning. Why? Because we're just like that. We're just nice people, really. Uh, somebody else was uh, was talking about the different television adverts. There are loads of television adverts for Christmas. I wonder why. Uh, in fact, t- t- today, tomorrow, today, um, I'm going to be putting my, my tree up. I know you might think it sounds early, but listen, I gear it around Harrods and when Paul Cooper goes to the farm to get them. And so that's, so my, my trees are going up today. And I don't know how many lights to put on it. I mean, do I put on 1,500 lights or do I put on 3,000 lights? It's a bit, it's difficult, isn't it? It's a difficult one, that. But uh, I do like my, uh, my trees and I've got two brand new boxes of lights. So that's a bit exciting. I do like them. Uh, another one, Jean's in Croydon. Good morning. Somebody's got to be. And uh, don't believe this load of rubbish, Steve. How on earth can slap therapy cure diabetes? And then somebody says, put Steve. They're sort of writing to me, but they're sort of talking about me as if I'm not here. Put Steve in the Big Brother house with all the celebs he hates. Now, that would be entertaining. I wouldn't. I'd lie my way through it. I'd be brilliant. I wouldn't do it. I don't need the money, luckily. I really don't need the money. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, why would somebody want to do that? Why would you want to put yourself through it? At least if you go in the, uh, in the Big Brother house, you don't have to eat stupid food, do you? You've just got to put up with a bunch of idiots. But there again, all the people that I don't like have been in there anyway. I mean, Kerry Katona, I couldn't care less what happens to her. Couldn't care less what happens to any of these people. What were they doing the other day? Oh, who is it who lied? There was somebody who lied. Oh, it might have been, don't, don't quote me on this, because it might not have been Charlotte Crosby, but it's somebody of that ilk, somebody from Geordie Shaw. I would never, ever do a, another spin-off reality show. I'm not interested in doing, what's she doing? Whoever it is, Charlotte Crosby or any one of the other bimbo types, uh, it's that In Therapy programme. You know the one where sort of we had to listen to, uh, I think, Daniela Westbrook's done it. It's all the needy ones. It's me, 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 me's. It's those ones. It's Kerry Katona. Me, 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 me. What have they done now? Have they put Michelle Keegan in um, in uh, Atomic Kitten when they go off touring for their overseas tours? What overseas tours? That's like saying Matt Goss is going to sell out all his Christmas shows. He's coming back at Christmas to do seven shows, and then they've got the uh, the big one uh, at the O2, which is sold out. But I think I think they could be in for a disappointment on that one. I think a load of touts have bought. Tons of tickets to then sell them nearer the time. Unfortunately for them, and, and partly for Bross as well, they've, uh, on the strength of them all selling out, because they couldn't care less who's actually bought the things, it's sold out, they've done a, they've put another six or seven dates in. And I think they're going to be playing to half-empty places. It's going to be sporadic. It's going to look silly. You know, you shouldn't... Uh, they, they, they all fell apart on uh, the Barbara Streisand when she came over here and she played the O2 and there were swathes of empty seats. Not because nobody wanted to see her, but because the touts had bought loads of them and then thought they could hike the price up. And of course the public went, no, I'll just buy the DVD, mate. So nowadays you don't need to, you don't need to pay a tout for any ticket, you know, any overinflated price ticket because you can just wait till the DVD comes out. You get exactly the same and you can see a lot better. So don't ever pay, you know, overinflated prices. I mean, I'm, I'm horrified at how much some theatre ticket prices are at the moment. One, one show coming in, I think it's about 90 quid for an average ticket. Dreadful, isn't it, really? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently, you've all helped me out with this, uh, this diary that I found uh, earlier on. And um, somebody's very meticulous. They're also very healthy, very, very healthy. And I didn't know... What uh, what lamb's leaf was? Apparently, it's a lettuce. 
Apparently it's a lettuce. There you go. Somebody says the diary sounds like Katie Hopkins' diary. Well, I've never heard of anything like it. I mean, lasagna sheets. So they're obviously making their own lasagna. Low-fat spread, chopped tomatoes by two. Obviously pushing the boat out on this one. Almond milk. You see, this is a very healthy person's little diary. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but normally it has, at the beginning, you know, this book belongs to, but I don't have that here at all. I've just got, oh, Vogel bread. Apparently it's very nice toasted with butter like most bread, I suppose, but it's got Greek yoghurt and it's got 0% next to it. So it's obviously somebody who's either watching their figure, I mean, I'm watching mine at the moment, uh, who, who likes things like, you know, oranges, bananas, kiwis, apples, uh, Greek yoghurt, 0%, uh, lettuce. So they've already got lettuce, I thought, now they've got this other lettuce. Low-fat cereal bars. Somebody who's really watching their, their figure a lot. But I just worry about dinner on Sunday was pasta bolognese. <gasps> That sounds really dreary. And uh, Monday was onion soup. Chicken thighs with roast potatoes. I mean, Tuesday sounds like a good day in this place. It's the only meal I might enjoy. Wednesday and Thursday, you're back to blasted lasagna again. I mean, God, this, this is getting quite boring. Although Monday, one of these people uh, gets leftover bolognese. I mean, honestly. But when you look through the, um, the shopping list, I mean, they're, they're very good. They're obviously very good at home economy. Which makes me think it can only be a woman's. It can only be a woman's. Um, or, or a very camp man. It's this, it's this broccoli fritters we've never heard of before. I'm assuming you kind of mash them down and then sort of fry them in sort of a very light batter. Breakfast smoothie on Monday. Green smoothie on Tuesday. These are really healthy things. Have you ever written down? If, if you write down... Um, every, it's, it's, it's a nice diary sort of thing. It's just it's sort of... It's sort of grey, but it just doesn't have a name of whose it is, which I find very disturbing. I mean, I'm sure somebody will own up to it at some point. But uh, if, if you write down everything you eat in the course of a day, you'd be horrified. You'd be absolutely horrified. You, but most of it you can't remember. It's like somebody says to me, you know, what did you get for last Christmas? And I look at them blankly and go, I've got no idea. That's what my brother said. He said, uh, he said we, we need to talk about Christmas. I thought, yep, we need to talk about Christmas. But I don't need anything. You know, Christmas used to be, did it not, the time of year when you went, oh, I'd love a new pair of gloves. Well, I've got a pair of gloves, and I bought another pair the other day because I can't find the original pair. So I've, I've got gloves all over the place. I just can't find the things. And so then people say, well, don't, don't you need a... a vi-? The only time I was, I was out with, uh, with the parents of my godchildren, we were shopping in Chelmsford, and I saw... And the shop's gone. It was such a shame. A beautiful vase, all studded with... Um, going to sound really naff actually but it's not like rhinestones but they're not it's bits of coloured glass covering the whole thing but inside it is a bulb a light bulb and you turn it on and the whole glass glows <coughs> and I saw that and because it's it's so much easier now isn't it if somebody says to you what do you want for Christmas and they buy you the thing so you know you're going to get it because I've been out on a few occasions we've been out to um, garden centres and ended up buying uh, different things and they've said do you want that for Christmas I've gone yeah that's fine for, for Christmas, that'd be lovely. Because I don't... There's nothing I need. And you get to a certain age. It's like somebody says to an old lady of the age of... If you ask my auntie Enid what she wants for Christmas, I mean, she, does, she doesn't need anything. Well, they, they won't allow her anything in the home she's in. But, uh, you know, she doesn't... There's nothing she needs. Absolutely nothing. Unless she's going to start doing heroin or something like that, which I think is highly unlikely. So it does become difficult. All right for younger people, for kids. You know, even, you know, even now, because two of my godchildren are over the age of 18... They don't want presents. They want money. They want cash. They're running cars. You know, cash is king at Christmas. So what you tend to do 
is sort of just get them a silly little thing, and then you put some money in a card. I mean, that's, that's the only way, isn't it, really? That's what, I mean, that's what I do most years, because they don't need anything else. Although I believe that my brother's daughters have got a shopping list already. So they do have uh, cars, but they, uh, they're obviously OK at running them at the moment. But it is difficult, isn't it, Christmas? You always say, and you always think to yourself, you know, well, would they like this? And I always think, well, if they don't like it, don't, don't bother giving it to them. There's no point. So, that, you know, I, I get loads of things at Christmas. I really do. If at one Christmas, was it uh, Christmas last, Christmas before, I had so many presents, I took them down. And, and I sat there, because normally, when you get to a certain age, you sit down at Christmas, the kids get loads, you can fill the sitting room with sort of presents, but uh, at my age, you just get sort of about three three presents. And I'm quite happy to sit there, watching everybody else opening presents. But a couple of years ago, I had so many presents, I was opening them going, oh, that was nice. That was the year, little Julie, as you remember, we got the fabulous dancing Christmas tree. Just absolutely wiped everybody away. It was just just the best ever. The best ever. 84850, steve at Vogel is a manufacturer's name. It has soya and linseed or sunflower seeds. Lambsleaf, says Vin in Hyams Park, is a type of lettuce. Darren says, I bought and watched The Jungle Book yesterday. The CGI effects are amazing. Aren't they just? Isn't it just the cleverest thing? The cleverest thing? Oh, dear. You know, absolutely, absolutely, you know... Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Steve, I would love a mention from my lovely wife, Pat, who listened to your show, come what may, and attended the live shows without fail with her bestie, Alison. Sadly, Pat passed away three weeks ago, uh, says Alan. We had a beautiful funeral service yesterday. Oh, that's nice. I've never heard of anybody saying we had a terrible funeral service. Nobody ever says that. They're always lovely because you're sort of, you're doing it. I went to a humanist one. My auntie Joan had a humanist funeral. I'd never been to one of those before, and that was all very, very casual. In fact, I think actually the vicar, or whatever she was, leant on the coffin at one point, but it was a basket, and uh, I quite like that. There's so many different funerals you can have now, so many different funerals. So, uh, thank you, Alan, very much indeed. Uh, Jean says, Vogel bread is delicious. I've been eating it for years. It's orgasmic, and it's Swiss. All right, there you go. Uh, Stephen Milton Keynes, poor soul, honestly. Somebody's got to be there. He says, I'm having trouble sleeping this morning. Is it this 30% brighter moon? No, no. I'm listening to the programme. Thank you. Somebody says, it's definitely Katie Hopkins' diary. Do you think so? The writing's a bit neat for Katie Hopkins. I should imagine she'd be very, very spidery. Very spidery. But it's, but it's very interesting because uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm just nosy. I can't help it. I've got a very, got a very old elastic band round it. And inside, there's a little... A little uh, post-it note in the inside cover. This could be an indicator of whose it is. And it's the post-it note just says, Gorgeous Tramp, with a star next to it. I mean, does that, I mean, does that help anybody? It's certainly not here, but I'm looking at uh, light mozzarella, chopped tomatoes, low-fat spread. It's somebody who's really watching their figure. Somebody who's really watching their figure, because all, everything they're eating is healthy. Not my sort of food. This is what rabbits eat, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, overnight oast, uh, oats with banana. These blooming broccoli fritters pop up all over the place. Lasagna, very popular. Uh, so when they go out to buy the lasagna sheets. I mean, I thought people would just go and buy lasagna. About seven quid, isn't it? If you buy a nice, a really good good quality one with proper minced steak or something like that. I, went, I did buy steak the other day, but I didn't actually get round to uh, eating it. I don't know why. And then it's got here, things to do. You see, they're very meticulous. Book hire car. Book graduation. Find student card. I mean, this could be anybody. And then it's got 
um, blanket, Christmas presents. And of <laughs> course, it's so interesting when you read somebody else's diary. It's like, you know, went into work today, did programme. That's what my, my diary would say. And, um, and they've got sort of things to do on Thursday evening. Send pencil email. What's that mean? I don't know what that means, actually. Pay talk talk bill. Also, it's somebody who's actually... Wait a minute. So it's definitely somebody... Yeah, somebody's got, got talk talk heel. And uh, email somebody repackage and massage. Oh, my God. What have I stumbled upon? What have I stumbled upon here? This is very bizarre, isn't it? But interesting. Should be. And it's also got... Ah, Friday. Signs for bake sale. It's a woman's diary. This is definitely a woman's diary. This can't be a man. Why would you want to... So a sign for a bake sale that says, email Nigel re-lunch. Who's Nigel? Who's Nigel? And then all sorts of other... What else we got here? Send off email re-interviews. Ooh, they're looking for work, this person. That's very interesting. And, uh, and then it's got money owed and all this kind of... Th- this is... I mean, the living room, apparently, on the flat, clean off mould from bedroom wall. I mean, who who would write that in a diary? Living room, sand. I don't think that's sand as in beach. I think that's sand as in sand. Paint walls and um, TV stand, armchair, low coffee table, square, curtain. Just just in the singular. Uh, bedroom. Way. What's going on in the bedroom? Uh, paint white, two chests of drawers, two wardrobes, bedside table and clean mould. There's obviously a lot of mould in this place. The bathroom needs new bath curtain. Again. Oh, sorry, no, clean. It says clean. Kitchen, paint, table and chairs. And to buy, mop and bucket. And shower kit. This is really cool, isn't it? I mean, this is a, this is a person who is organised, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's, it doesn't matter who, whose it is, what it does, really. Because we've all got a rough idea. We just can't, just can't sort of uh, think of it off the top of our heads. But I shall find more interesting uh, things now. Uh, Stephen Warwickshire says, My parents are in their mid-70s. They don't need anything. <laughs> oh, pardon me. So, uh, Christmas presents, we give... Meal vouchers for a fancy restaurant or an afternoon tea experience at a stately home. Yeah, I mean, that would be absolute... Oh, pardon me, I've got indigestion now. Uh, That would be an ideal present for an elderly person. You know, a meal voucher. That would be lovely. You know, that would would work really well. Or you're right, afternoon tea... You know, that would that would be a nice, nice present, wouldn't it? You don't, as I say, you can't you go, oh, should we buy you a rug? Cushions? No. You see these things advertised on the television. One of them, it looks like a giant slipper. You put your feet in and it's heated. So you're now going to stand up and fall over or trip over the cord that connects it. If they were battery, it'd be fine. But they never are, are they? And you're going to be seeing all these strange things. Do not buy. Do not buy. And I only tell you this now because it'll come as a nasty surprise to you. I had a shower head once which had lights in it. And there was no, no batteries. It worked on the water power. As the water went into the shower head, it spun the thing round and it changed colour, depending on what the temperature of the water was. Well, the first time I saw my body bla- bathed in red light, I seriously wanted to put a sign outside the front door with massage flashing on and off because I'd never seen my body bathed in red light. And it also comes in... Other colours as well. It does sort of blue and it does green and it does... I mean, it's it's really, really frightening. So do not, under pain of death, get a shower head. Because when I, when I saw my bits in, in red lighting, it just doesn't look nice. It's very pretty in the pictures. It looks very pretty in the pictures. If you've got a giant rain soaker, then that's great. But, I mean, to be honest with you, most of you I know... 
go to the swimming pool to have your washes, don't you? But there's all sorts of different things you can get now for the bathroom. And it's, it's great, but it just is a little bit frightening. You know, you don't want to take all your... I know, you don't want to take all your clothes off and stand under a red light, do you? Unless you're working the Reaper barn or... So, do you think it looks you better? Well, today, I also... I went for red... La, 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 splashy, splashy, splashy. Lift leg up. Oh, no, splashy, splashy. And then all of a sudden it turned to blue. And that's when you look really anemic. That's when you look... Dre- and then it goes to green. It was horrible. Terrible. I didn't like it. So, so I, I had a couple of them. In the end, I threw them away. I didn't... I just didn't bother. They're only about 18 quid. But I get... Maybe made you hungry. For what? What, for food? Or the... T- <laughs> Spag bowl. I wonder who it is out in the newsroom, then, who's sort of... Who's really concerned about their weight. I mean, re- they must be so concerned about their weight because that is completely... That, that is dieter's delight, this, this diary thing. As I say, I find all sorts of things on the desk. And so I like to, um, I like to pinch them and use them on the programme. People who say, what did Steve Allen do this morning on his programme? He read a diary he'd pinched off the desk. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Um, Jean likes scotch eggs. Have you, did you ever have that thing from Marks and Spencer's where it was um, a cooked egg inside and when you cut into it... This thing, it oozed egg. It, it, it was a, a liquid egg inside. It was like, it was like a scotch egg. Sorry, whose is the diary? Who's? Oh, right. Shall I, I write something in the diary? Don't buy any food today. You're too thin. Because it must be somebody... They obviously like lasagna. You think it's somebody poor? Oh, how sweet. Oh, I like the... Oh, that's very caring, isn't it? I like the idea that it's somebody poor. Well, I can afford a diary... So quite clear they can't be that poor. And also the stuff they're buying. I mean, look here. I mean, had you ever heard of lamb's leaf? No, it's lettuce. There you go. Tuna in oil. Who can afford that? It's not not cheap, is it? Feta. But it's somebody who writes in like ink. This is like this isn't this doesn't look like biro to me. This uh, uh, it might be. I mean, they're also rich enough to buy avocados. Have you seen the price of avocados? Two for a pound. And then pawn bears. Oh, sorry, pom, pom. What are pom bears? What the dickens are those? Cheese and onion. They're crisps, are they? Oh, right. Celer- they're for kids. Oh, right. Well, they're- well, there we go. Perhaps this is a young person. Chopped tomato, or chop, chopped tomats by two. And bolognese sauce. So that they can make onion soup and they can make lasagna. Because they've also bought mince. 500 grams. Oh, right. Oh, that's pom... They eat pom bears. Teddy bear-shaped potatoes. Oh, and the newsroom is eating these things. So they're eating really healthy and they're eating pom bears. Somebody... Is it poor? Is it somebody really poor? Oh, God, not another whip round again. It's dreadful, isn't it, really? Also, um, broccoli, very, very popular. Thyme, eggs, polenta, alpen bars. Who eats alpen bars? They're not good for you. Not good for you. Oranges are OK. Bananas, not, not too many. Avocado, uh, kiwis are good for you. But uh, also celery and garlic and lasagna sheet, low-fat spread, bolognese sauce, lamb's leaf, though. It's a very healthy person. Yeah. Nigel Farage was what? Was... Yes. Oh, email Nigel could be Nigel Farage, couldn't it? Ah, right. Because I've noticed there are loads of famous people's number in this book. I'm writing them down like mad. Years ago, LBC used to have... I'll tell you this now, because it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, LBC used to have the best contacts book ever. And it was in the newsroom on the computer. And it was every prime minister, every contact, everything. 
And when, when people used to leave to go to other places, you would see them in the newsroom printing off the entire contacts sheet because you had everybody's phone number and that's what makes good producers. You know, somebody says, can you find me somebody who's sort of been abducted by aliens who comes from Wiltshire? And you'll, you'll find somebody who's been abducted by aliens who comes from Wiltshire. And that's, that's what you stand and fall on. You stand and fall on how, how good your contacts book is. You ask uh, Martin Frizzell, who produces this morning, he'll tell you that the contacts book is the, is the all-important one. Oh, God, I've missed a break. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. We can't work out this diary. We think it's got to be a woman who's obviously on a diet, and, that, and that, that could really be anybody. But then they've got odd bits in there which don't kind of make any sense, like these teddy bear crisps and cheese and onion crisps and stuff like that, and bananas. You're not supposed to have many bananas. Potassium's good for you, but not, not a huge amount. Anyway, uh, 84850, uk. Weatherspoons do a wonderful eggs benedict, says Mick. I'm not big into eggs. I'm not big into eggs at all. I don't like runny eggs. I've got a bit of an aversion to runny eggs. I feel slightly queasy about them. I could Years ago, isn't it funny, for, for, for breakfast we would have a boiled egg. You know, and eggy soldiers and stuff like that. But uh, I, not, not now. In fact, I used to go out with a friend of mine who's a hairdresser, Michael. And he used to like runny eggs and he would then cut it. And it would, oh, God, it was my worst nightmare. Absolutely. Uh, Eugene. Not Eugene, is it? Hello, darling. I don't buy batteries at the marketplace because they don't last very long. Yeah, I mean, I tend to use those batteries which are more expensive than anybody else's. It's because I don't want the rabbit dying halfway through. You know, if you've got, uh, you know, you, you know, any of you got those rabbits? You see them on, on the television. See them on the television. It's a rabbit. It's got a little drum in front of it. Please pull yourselves together. And, um, and that used to take batteries. Actually, I've got a really nice thing, which I think uh, Darren would like, because he's already got his up, his, uh, his, his Christmas decorations. And I've got a Father Christmas in a lamp in an old-fashioned lamp, and when you turn it on, the snow swirls around him and it lights up. It's got little lights in it. And I bought it. It's, um, I bought it in a garden centre because I thought, I bet that's not going to look very good. Actually, it looks lovely. He'd, he'd probably like something like that for Christmas. I've seen the Santa Claus. Have you seen the, the, my favourite? I've seen the Santa Claus who pulls his trousers down. That's rude Santa, isn't it? Have you seen the one who blows bubbles? That's brilliant. That's a little Santa Claus. Cheap, 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 cheap. Few, few, few pounds. And in front of him, he's got a little tray. And you pour bubble liquid in. And then you turn him on. And he goes... And he dips his wand, which is worth seeing. It's worth the price of the admission. He dips his wand in, lifts it up, and then... He blows. He's got a little fan in there to blow air. And he blows bubbles. I thought it was brilliant. Bubble-blowing Santa. You'll probably find it online somewhere. It's really good. And it was only cheap. You could probably find it on Amazon, I suppose, if you put your mind to it. I like any of those, those toys that you put batteries in. My bedroom's awash with battery-operated items. I tell you, I can't move in my bedroom sometimes. I've got all sorts of strange things. Yes, some a bit more powerful than others. I had one, actually. I had a, I had a light, which I quite liked. That was quite nice, actually. And sort of bathed the room in sort of lots of little uh, lasers which I thought was lovely. So when I woke up in the morning, I've got dots all over my arm. and Oh, I was ghastly. I thought I was going to be burnt to pieces. But I love things like that. All those cheap, rubbishy toys. Have you ever seen the, the, the penguins that go up the stairs and they get to the top and then they go all the way round and then they get to the bottom and again they go up the stairs? You haven't seen the penguins? Penguins on the stairs. God, there's loads of these cheap, rubbishy things that come from, from China, I think. But they're lovely. They're great fun for kids. I've got monkeys. 
monkeys that hang on a bar, and they, they scoot round as well. I went through a phase of buying loads of this rubbish stuff. That's why I get through so many batteries. I seriously, I have to buy... God, I've got no idea. No idea how many batteries I use up. Just on an average weekend. You know, if you leave these things on all the time, then, you know, again, the constant... Like that, all over the place, it's dreadful. So I've got the Father Christmas, and then I've got... I've got one of those living flame candles, which is a little... It's a magnet, I think, and the flame moves, so it looks it looks genuine. Well, it did to me for the first time. And uh, and so I, I, I quite like that. Christmas time is great for buying rubbish. That's what we do, isn't it? And uh, and it, it's fantastic. Uh, Ray says, I've got the number of alien, uh, of an alien who's been abducted by someone from Wiltshire, if you want that. <laughs> Pom bears, apparently, are very addictive. Somebody knows about pom bears. What was anybody in the news from eating pom bears? They're meant for kiddies and they're not too salty and they don't taste of horrible chemicals. They're tiny. Oh, they're, they're healthy, are they? Be- puffy bear shapes. And I'm just on my, my second packet. Oh, right. I've, I've never seen anybody eating them in the newsroom. I, that's how I could work this. You're getting from the pound shop. Do you? Oh, right. This person's very poor, aren't they? This person's really this. This person we might have to have a whip round for at Christmas because they might not. They might be sitting there. Have you seen that lovely advert on the television for Christmas, which is the little robin and it's a mince pie on a table? That's quite cute, isn't it? I mean, how they trained it to fly that far and then eat the thing and feed the other robin is amazing. But I love stuff like that. I love it. Anything to do with sort of Christmas. But I just haven't taken to the John Lewis advert. It just looks like it's a bit of CGI rubbish with a family sitting there, and the kid's been given a trampoline for Christmas. The Sainsbury's. What's the Sainsbury's ones? Same-sex couple. Going to be ill. Same-sex couple in the Sainsbury's advert? Really? Blimey. That's... Oh, is it... Is it men or women? I'm just going to ask. It seems a bit pointless, doesn't it, really? Is it women? Oh, wow. Are they supposed to be a same-sex couple, or is it just, just your interpretation of it? Oh, right, they've got a kid as well. Good Lord, same... Blimey, that's very PC, isn't it? That's very PC. Really? <laughs> Shall we be watching that advert, then? Not very exciting. But I just want something simple that's sort of... has got some jolly man with a beard on going ho, ho, ho and flying across the night sky. But I just don't see a kid who runs out into the garden in the morning and the dog, very badly trained, jumps ahead of the kid. It's gone through all the dirt and everything else and putting dirt on the trampoline. Who gets a trampoline for Christmas? And how do they erect it? That's what I want to know. I mean, the whole idea is that once you've actually got it up, is to sort of make sure it stays up. And that's the problem. Sometimes the netting that goes round them is not as safe as you think. But it is, it's, it's, I think it's very difficult. I mean, surely this little girl, because she's looked out the bedroom window, did she not see the trampoline? Did they disguise it as a bush or something? Sorry, a bush. They, they, I mean, a bush. They describe, oh yeah, and then the dog's sitting there watching it, which is all very clever, but I've seen loads of other dogs now on the internet who can also jump up and down. People keep sending it to me. Stop sending it to me. I've got about ten different versions of boxer dogs jumping up and down. And I told you about boxers. A friend of mine had a boxer. In fact, that's the only dogs that he ever had. And they always ended up with shoulder problems and stuff like that, but lovely dogs. Really nice. They just don't look like a doggy dog to me. I don't want a long-haired dog. If I'm going to have a dog, it's got to be smooth. I don't do hair. Anyway, we'll take a short break. It's the uh, the news coming up at five o'clock this morning as we head into the festive season. Well, it will be once my tree's gone up today. Uh, Carol Vorderman's a natural in the jungle. The mobile menace drivers. Police are now recruiting you to help them crack down. Children would eat their greens 
if they were red, apparently. A pint of beer a day raises the uh, threat of prostate cancer. Anton Deck have signed up for the next three years. 30 million quid. They don't need to worry about it, do they? Uh, Cliff's festive hit on hold. Not a single this year. He's got uh, an album out. The grandmother, 71. She died after this so-called slap therapy uh, in a bid to cure diabetes. I would have thought going to the doctor and making sure you get the right medications. Most of slapping somebody about the head would have been the best thing there. News at five is next. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company. Welcome along to Tuesday, the 15th of November. There's a shortage of milk. Not here. No, not here. Generally speaking, there is a shortage of milk. And they say that will mean dearer cheese and butter. It's not good news, is it? There's always that something like that coming up to Christmas. Uh, Billy Piper erases an inking, that's a tattoo to you and I, uh, of her husband in uh, a place called Northfleet in Kent. They've got a giant rat invasion. Road riddled with potholes has now been sorted out by the council, which is good news. Only outside Prince Charles's estate. The rest of you will just have to wait. And uh, after Danny Dyer told us he was related to a king, you're all related to a king somewhere. And yoghurt full of sugar could be taken off the shelves. Oh, it's like living in Mamby Pamby land, isn't it, really? You know, we're not going to let you have, you know, yoghurt because it's got sugar in it. We're not going to have fizzy drinks with sugar in it. Not gonna have Might as well just close everything down now and just all sit there and stare at the walls. Uh, Dan uh, was kept waiting until gone 4pm for his surgery. He was having major surgery. Major surgery. And I think they were actually filming it. And he says, but I'm all done. And in pain. Yes, you would be. It's invasive surgery. I mean, presumably you're chock-a-block with, um, with painkillers. Presumably. Hardly slept and wasn't moved from recovery until 11.30pm. And a plus side, uh, no bed, so put in the Lindo building. Private room. Woo! There's posh. Oh, it'll be, it'll, and I know it's the, it is the pain, isn't it? It is that pain of the, of the invasive surgery. And you've had invasive surgery, so that's why. I just ask for more. When I was having my uh, stents done, uh, they had a thing going into my left hand, which was going into the vein there, which they called happy juice. <laughs> and every time I wanted some more, I'd just go, happy juice, in a plaintive, pathetic, wailing kind of a situation. And so, uh, so every time, because when they were going in on my right arm, uh, with this little stent, which they go up the vein. And uh, to be honest with you, I can't even see the vein they went up, but they went up. But they got stuck at my elbow, and he was sort of pushing out, thinking, oh, God, give me more happy juice. Because the happy juice, she didn't really care. And the reason you're awake, as I've explained before, for those people going in to have stents done, and uh, they start early. They'll be starting about 8 o'clock in the morning. Today, there'll be people queuing up who have been booked into the hospital and uh, they'll be doing stents today. And they do it all through keyhole surgery. It's phenomenal. The reason that they don't put you out and you are fully awake for the whole thing is because if you have a heart attack whilst you're under anaesthetic, they can't bring you back. So they keep you awake so you can watch. I mean, I, I cringe thinking, thinking back to it now. I had four put in. And the first one was all right. And the second one was OK. It was the third and the fourth that were a bit of a, bit of a pain. Uh, on the subject of your, uh, your texts and uh, emails, Matthew says, I thought the newsreaders on LBC read the news in the same studio as the presenters. When I was 16, I did a two-week high school workplace placement with a local station. And, uh, and they did that there. Uh, yeah, no, not, not here. Not in... Uh, uh, not in many. Well, in fact, actually, not LBC. Not LBC. A lot of our other stations, they do have the newsreader in the same studio. I'm thinking, actually, I'm going through my mind uh, in the building. And uh, Jamie and Emma, newsreader in the studio, pretty certain. Uh, 
our friends at Capital down the road, yes, classic. Uh, they all have the newsreaders in the studio. Uh, Mr Moyles has his newsreader in the studio. I'm not sure if they do for Capital Extra, I'm not sure about that. But uh, no, but most people do, not us. Not us. And I wish I could tell you what the reason was, but I've got no idea at all. I don't know why, why that would be. Uh, Steve, the missus is away in, uh, in Switzerland doing dreadfully boring banking stuff. He says, I'm off to Richmond tonight for dinner in Shea Lindsay. Never even heard of it. He says, but while the missus is away, uh, like something off Basil Fawlty, I'm trying for a few quid on a horse today, which runs in the 155 at Lingfield. Rare tip off a friend, so he'll see if he can pay for tonight's dinner. Duke Cosimo. Duke Cosimo. Don't put any money on it just in case it loses. I don't want to be, uh, you know, you've got to gamble responsibly and that would be not gambling uh, responsibly. Uh, Steve, are you sure the Vogel bread is orgasmic, as you said, or organic? No, uh, somebody said, somebody wrote in and said they thought it was orgasmic. They might have meant organic. I don't know. People write strange things to me. Uh, Mum is 88 and housebound, says Poppy Lady. I finished buying all of her Christmas shopping, but now every present idea I had has been used. I've not got any of the gifts from me. The diary, if it talks about graduation uh, dies, it means somebody with a child aged about 21, 22. It's got to be somebody in the office who's, who's on a diet, I think. Uh, Darren sent me a picture of pom bears. Thank you. Now I know what they are. Now I know what they are. And uh, another one here. This is uh, from Kevin. He says, you said a good producer. Could find somebody from Wiltshire who'd been abducted by aliens. My ex-wife lives in Wiltshire and I'm sure she was never human. Thank you, Kevin. Do you hear this thing about the, the milk shortage? Not with, the, not with Kevin the milk. Not with Kevin the milk. And uh, Steve, in the magic show on Sunday with Stephen Mulhern, I witnessed something that uh, was so awful. Two lads had a bowl containing a mixture of all the drinks you could mention, both hot and cold. One of them professed to be able to produce any drink requested by sucking in the mouth of the contents and then passing it into a glass. Yes, I've seen this before. Are these... I think it was a trick, as opposed to a regurgitator. You know what regurgitators are. They're people who can... And don't ask me how you ever discover it, because I'm as fascinated as the next person. I've seen a guy doing regurgitating, and he uh, swallows billiard balls, uh, smaller, slightly smaller ones, and he swallows them, and then can bring up the right colour. He'll show you his mouth's empty. He is, he's a, it's like sword swallowers. It's, there's no trick to it. They can actually open their throat and they can actually put the sword straight down. It's, it's quite dangerous. You can't bend over, obviously. But, uh, but with the regurgitators, you see people who swallow goldfish. They're in a glass, they get like that, swallow them. <clears throat> and they can then obviously, and how they do it, I've got no idea. I mean, I understand how you can then regurgitate a goldfish, but how you bring up different coloured billiard balls, I've got no idea. No, there might be somebody listening um, the moment who might know all about these sort of things. Uh, Steve, for people who have everything, the place to go is Waterstone, says Patricia. Well worth a, well worth a browse around. It's, it's trying to get people to read books. I try and do uh, a number of authors on In Conversation to get people to read books, to get people who go out there. The trouble is when somebody comes in to, to talk to me about a book, we can't talk too much about it because it gives the story away. So it does become difficult, but I mean, I, we seem to have lost the art of reading, don't we? We don't seem to be too good at, uh, at doing the reading stuff. So you never know. You never know. Uh, Steve says, uh, Francis, uh, I thought I'd share my diary notebook. TDD, things to do. John Hare, Chris. Kitchens, cake, decks, wax paper, turkey, waitrose, order. Phone, hotel, retreatment, sort kitchen, freezer, cupboards, order cake board. 
<laughs> husband needs hair appointment. Sister getting married in two weeks. And making cake need heart-shaped board. And so it goes on. Your diarist is a lady with a child, I think. My lists were quite a bit like that when my children were, were small. Lasagna, spag bowl, fish cakes, homemade, careful with money, all that sort of things. So uh, could be. You might be absolutely right. You might be right. I'm just nosy. I'm just nosy. And... Um, uh, Stuart is in uh, is in New Zealand. God, well, you've had a rough time, haven't you, really? Very, they reckon billions it will cost to put everything back together again. He says, um, he says, I fell about laughing with you, Christmas stories, jumping dogs on the TV ads. I love it, really. Seriously, I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest Christmas fan that you will ever, uh, you'll ever listen to on the radio. <laughs> and um, apparently there's a company called Thistle Do Nicely, that lamp that you were discussing, bought in the shop in Chelmsford. Yeah, the, the shop went. It's a shame, actually, because they had all sorts of nice things in there and I thought oh that'd be nice I could go back there and um and sort of find find something else to put I don't know why I don't need it it's just it's a case of they did look quite nice when they were all in there it's like the one thing I hate 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 is those silly little bottles of smelly liquid and you put sticks in there and they smell I thought the sticks absorbed the thing no not at all you put them in there and then you turn them up, upside down very very bad isn't it uh, Diana in Richmond says, I'd love to find the penguin game again. Do you know where you probably go, Diana? You get on a bus and go to Southall. And I bet you any, anything you would find the penguins there. You'll find lots of... Sh- Actually, Hounslow. Hounslow, you would probably... I know it sounds awful, but that's where you're going to find it. You will find all of those sort of things in, uh, in Hounslow. The penguins going up the stairs and then careering round again and all that sort of thing. The monkeys hanging down. And uh, oh, there's all sorts of things out there. But that's what, that's what I reckon. We went to Southall ages ago, and there were loads of shops that had them. Just shop around. And uh, they're good for, you could just have them on the side. They're just, they're just sort of great fun. And uh, whatever happened to eating things in moderation, says Mike. Uh, one minute something will kill you, the next it makes you live longer. I know. I know. I, I mean, listen, it's, it's really bizarre. Somebody says that that uh, diary you were reading, Steve, sounds like somebody on Slimming World. Oh, right. Is that, is, is that, is that what they have in there? In their sort of diets, Slimming World, is that what they do? I don't know, because I'm, I'm not following any diet, so I have to be led by your guidance. Uh, Jean says, um, I've had to stop eating eggs. Come to Croydon, we're running alive with, uh, but, uh, with, with sort of chicken and pizza shops. Yes, I mean, that's, that's why we're all in this dreadful state. This is why we're all overweight. Well, not everybody's overweight, but uh, it's because it's... Um, it's all this food. It's all fast food. It's out there. And people like it. They like Kentucky Fried Chicken, which I'm sure in moderation is absolutely fine, like a pizza. But not every day. It's really bad for you. The clue is in fried chicken. You know, and I think you're going to see an explosion of people overweight in a few years' time. It'll be, it'll be the younger generation from today who all of a sudden... Uh, will be uh, eating all the wrong stuff and the effects will be seen about another 10 years down the line. Bill, poor soul, he's in Milton Keynes. Even though we've tried desperately to get him out of there, he's, he's stuck in his ways. He can't move. He's just taken by adverts on television. He says it's easy to bring up billiard balls. It's done on cue. That's about as bad as it's going to get, isn't it? Uh, still to come, uh, Ruse, big fat tipsy wedding. That's Wayne Rooney. Uh, experts say give mums paid work breaks so they can breastfeed. Uh, yoghurt's full of sugar. I mean, what else are they going to be full of? And uh, this slap therapy to halt diabetes. I've never heard of it before. I certainly wouldn't be passing on 750 quid of my money to anybody 
you know, regardless of what, what rubbish they're actually coming up with. Uh, the bill from the New Zealand quake running into billions. The supermoon. Anybody see it? Anybody see it? Anybody send me any pictures, please? I'd like to see that. Uh, the Christmas number one single could be James Corden. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, 19 minutes past five. 19 minutes past five. Oh, somebody's found Diana for you. It's on Amazon. It's it's the penguins. It's called Penguin Race Slide Running Go with Sounds, and it's six ninety nine, and free free delivery. So there you go. If, if you're already signed up to Amazon, you can probably get this in a couple of hours, and um, it's lovely. Is it? They've got eight left in stock. Eight left in stock, and it's the penguins going up the slide, and then they slide all the way down again. It's very funny. It's, there you go. I thought it was cheap, so if you if you can't buy it. Uh, anywhere around you, then uh, the place to go to is Amazon. Penguin Race Slide. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. That was uh, Designer Fashions who sent that in, which is lovely. Uh, another one here, uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> Stephanie says, I'll, I'll knit you some gloves. What colour? <laughs> and uh, regarding the diary, says Sim, it could be Chris Moyles's. All his juicing. I know, he's lost an absolute tonne of weight. He really has. I mean, it's juicing. Also, a friend, uh, not a friend of mine, but somebody I used to work with in this building, Christian, he's also um, he's also lost uh, an awful lot of weight. So they put a picture of him before, when he was sort of flabby boy, and now he's been, he's been with a trainer for ages, about six weeks or something like that. Completely different. Completely different how he looked before. It's obviously worth it. And Mr M's uh, body, completely different. Lisa says, love being part... Of the 4am spike. And uh, she says, good morning, Mr. Allen, and thank you for the company. And uh, my friend James says, Steve Allen is conversation. Thank you, James, very much indeed. James is also in the uh, in the business, as they say. I love it when people say in the business. And uh, what was the other one I found here? Yes, after people offering to knit me gloves, which is very sweet, and uh, having found the thing. Uh, Andrew says, have you seen the new Heathrow advert? Very good. No, but Mark sent me a picture of the supermoon in Aberdeen. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Beats all the pictures in the papers, Mark. Mark, I can tell you, is just in Scotland, in a place called Hatton. Do you remember the story I told you the other day in the papers? They had a picture of Madonna... And she was holding her hand up and they went, oh, look how old her hand is. And of course, it never crossed my mind. So consequently, since then, we've all been going, look at, look at the back of your hand. How old your hand? And apparently there are people who can tell how old your hand is. Not, not real age, but sort of what age it is. So Madonna's face age is 50. Her hands, they say, are 75 because they're really old. Victoria Beckham, face age, 38. Uh, hand age, 45, which I think is probably nearer her, uh, her age, isn't it? Jane Fonda, real age or face age, 60. Her real age is 78. Her hand age is 79. So 60 and 79. Because you can, I always thought you could change your hands. I always thought you could do something, have them Botoxed or something. Sounds vile, doesn't it, really? Uh, Paris Hilton, face age 25. She's 35. Hand age, 36. Uh, Goldie Horn. 59, face age, she's 70, by the way. Hand age, 70. And uh, Demi Moore, face age, 40. Hand age, 55. Interestingly. And um, and um, what was the other one I found? Oh, uh, we did Victoria Beckham. And um, and Kate Moss, yes, 40, 42. That's not bad, actually. That's not bad at all. She's 42, so she's, she's roughly on, on target, 
roughly on target. On the subject of the of the supermoon, on holiday at uh, Vidago near Porto in Portugal, beautiful clear sky. So the supermoon really clear, Steve. Just a little bit bigger than normal, but really clear and bright, like looking at the moon on a big HD television. Says John, how lovely. Being in Portugal, you can see it clearly. Ooh. That's uh, that's really good for you, really good. A friend of mine's in hospital, he's from Portugal, and uh, he's got kidney stones. He's 38, says Dion, and they put it down to his Mediterranean diet, having so much salt. I thought a few months ago we were told the Mediterranean food was good for you. Where do we turn to? I don't know. I just I take everything with a pinch of salt, because I don't know whether to believe these people half the time. Uh, Jane says, I took the uh, photo from my bed... Uh, on my phone at 0100 hours. I don't think it's in the same league as the Hubble telescope. I don't think it's anywhere near the Hubble telescope, without being rude. Uh, sitting in the lounge, says uh, Sharon, normally Stanmore, Watford, Costco, which we know very well, it's just down by the cemetery. Uh, sitting in the lounge in Bangkok, laughing so much, listening to you describing the horror of the lights in the shower. It's the thought of you hanging a massage sign outside. I'm on my way to Phuket. Always have you with me. It's always midday here, so great... Uh, great time to listen. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, sugary drinks, taking the fizz, because people like sugary drinks. Kids like them, don't they? I wonder if they say... Do you remember they were saying years ago, there was this stuff that was advertised uh, on the telly, and it was called Sunny Delight. And I always remember it, because they used to say, find it in the chiller cabinet. And somebody went, well, it doesn't need to be in the chiller cabinet. It's long life. It's long life. And then you look at this stuff, which was practically... So glowing, this phosphorescent colour orange. And every time I used to see it, I used to see it in, in Iceland, the shop as opposed to the country. And I remember thinking to myself, they, they, they've got, it's specifically targeted at kids. All these things are targeted at kids, and I suppose if kids like that kind of thing. But we haven't seen it advertised for ages, so I was beginning to wonder whether it's, whether it's gone off the boil. Might have done, mightn't it? Trust you to go mentioning Pombear, says Jenny. Now you've mentioned it on the show, I'll not better get my hands on them anymore. Eyes roll heavenly, I should imagine. <laughs> uh, Diana says six ninety nine, great price. There you go. See, people are very helpful. You know, people sort of, you know, they they find out where we got something. I'm I'm going to get myself another Christmas jumper this year. With uh, with with more lights in. I've decided that the, the one last year was so successful with the fire, in the grate. I mean, that really was good. And uh, I bought the penguin slide in Malaga. Says Gucci Tom. Did you? Well, actually, I'm assuming it's made all over the world. Uh, Penguin game available at Daniel's of Windsor. I got one for my granddaughter. Isn't it funny? So all these things I mentioned on the programme, it turns out everybody bought them. Because they're so simple. You just see them sitting in a window and you think, I want one of those. I want one of those. It's, there's nothing to it. You just sort of marvel at the fact that there's some factory in the middle of deepest China where they're churning these things out. They're going, oh, we sold more of them. How many? I don't know. Some bloke mentioned it on the radio. They've gone through the roof. And... Um, I'm going to start reading Penny Vincenzi, The Best of Times, and also Kathy Glass, Damage. Looks very sad. True story of a forgotten child, says Jean. I know. I think we should read. Richard and Judy do that, don't they? Richard and Judy uh, did the, the book club, even though they're not on the television. They still do the book club. And it gets people reading. It gets people's attention drawn to particular authors. And that's why I'm looking at the television pictures. They're very good. They're very good of the of the moon. A little bit brighter than usual, but, you know, I doubt whether anybody would actually notice it. 
And uh, another one that says, says, I don't expect that Gobby Lovies will be campaigning for donations to help the victims of the earthquake in New Zealand. Not enough publicity in it. Oh, we mustn't be so cynical about it. I'm, I'm surprised, actually, they haven't already come back and said they need it because we go, oh, New Zealand must be a very rich country. So that, that's why. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, apparently they can do wonders now. See, plastic surgeons can just cut under your armpits and keep pulling the skin up until the hands are wrinkle-free. I thought you could do it with, with Botox. I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm sure back in the, the dark recesses of Steve Allen's mind, there was a story about people who had Botox injected into their hands to give them that, that smooth appearance. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of kind of coming to grips with that. I don't like the idea. I'm not good with needles anyway. I'm a bit sort of needle-phobic. Get like that. And so the idea that you can sort of inject it into the back of your hand. I thought just rubbing cream on is quite good every day, isn't it? Is that good for you, I think? Uh, Prince Charles has got his uh, pothole sorted out. Only him. Nobody else, I'm afraid. The antique dealer Stephen Fitzgerald, who lives near, said it's a bit like a baby's bottom. There isn't a ripple, he fumed. It's favouritism. Well, it's obviously, it's outside Prince Charles's place. That's what they're going to be doing, isn't it? They're going to be making sure that he's fairly happy. They've been complaining for years about the noise and the damage caused by the crumbling surface. But a 500-yard section has now been smoothed over while the rest have just been sidelined. Well, that's the trouble if you're the Prince of Wales. Very good programme on uh, Prince William the other day on the television, looking at, you know, where he's... Because I'm assuming he's not bothering flying the helicopter anymore. I'm assuming now he's just going straight for the uh, straight for the publicity, straight for... Oh, sad picture. Sad picture from New Zealand. And this is... Um, it's three animals. Three cows, I think, standing helpless on an island of grass. All around them, it's all fallen away. And so they're marooned at the top. And... Um, we're not sure whether they've been rescued yet, but uh, it, it looks it's quite tall. They're obviously one minute they were standing there and the next minute the ground disappeared all the way round them, all the way round them. That's, that's the only thing I can I can think of. I hope somebody rescues them uh, soon. Uh, my friend Danny, I, I did know about his uh, his cheesy Christmas jumpers dot com. They do all these uh, things. And uh, I think they sorted him out the other day with his uh, with his with his jumpers. He's as mad as a broomstick, of course. He's another one of these people. He'll be wearing Christmas jumpers uh, all over the festive season. Oh, I've seen this one here. Light, uh, it's, uh, you see, I like the idea that there's batteries in a Christmas jumper. My one last year was fab, Danny. It was the, it was the, the fire. Trump's, it was so hot. It was so hot. I think this year I might buy a onesie. I don't know where you... Is there anybody who can push me in the right direction of Christmas onesies? I think I want a Christmas onesie. I'm not totally convinced I do, but in, again, in the dark recesses of my mind and on a sort of a, a rather boozy night out, I thought a Christmas onesie would be quite fun, wouldn't it? I thought I'd wear one for the show at the Hippodrome. I thought, and then I thought better of it. I thought, no, I don't want to get arrested walking outside there with a, with a Christmas onesie. But they must exist, mustn't they? Christmas onesies for sort of adult sizes, because I've got one at home and it's just a, a wee bit... Uh, wee bit uh, Revealing. So we just need something a little bit bigger, I think, which I'm sure we will. Uh, Bernie's in Bruges, visiting the World War One battlefield. Oh, wow. How interesting. How interesting. Did you see that programme on the channel, was it yesteryear, where they went back to the Somme and the tunnels are still there? It's very difficult to get to go down there because obviously it's quite dangerous, but they were filming it for a television programme. Brilliant. It was absolutely, you know, what these, uh, what these people endured, what they had to go through. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to six. Danny reckons if I get this gingerbread house light-up Christmas jumper, um, he says we'd be like twins. It's even got candy canes. Really impressed by candy canes. Actually, my one, my um, my Christmas jumper from last year had candy canes on it, and the and the fire crackling in the grate. I love it actually. It's uh, it's fantastic, fantastic. I love it. But I have seen a. I've got a picture of a, of a onesie here. Oh, it's look like that. Christmas elf onesie with bells. I think that's all it says. Thirty five pound. Whereas this jumper is forty nine pounds. But uh, a jumper's not just for Christmas, is it? Well, actually, it is, because you can only wear this one. Because it's a festive jumper, you can only uh, wear it for Christmas. I see you, you've changed your front-page picture on your, on your Twitter feed. What are you wearing, honestly? Goodness sake, really. What did I think the other day? I, I, was, I was thinking about this. I can't remember what it was, actually. Oh, that's right. So somebody was talking to me about, um, about Cheryl... Uh, what's her face? Who's now gone back to being Cheryl Cole, I think, or Tweed, or somebody, anyway, whatever it is. And um, and somebody was saying, oh, she, I think she's put her career on hold. To which I retorted, what career? Because uh, she's now decided, according to the um, the the showbiz column, which seems to take so many people to do, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people to do this this press release column. Very lame, very weak. But Cheryl apparently has decided to put work on the back burner. It's now... She hasn't any work. She hasn't done anything for 12 months. It's nearly 12 months since she left The X Factor. And um, also, she's cut ties with modest management after the contract expired. Her decision is further evidence she's set for a new start. She's pregnant. What sort of a new start? As well as leaving her role on the talent show. I mean, to be honest with you, she was worse than useless. She's settling down with Liam Payne. He's also not really doing anything. And as uh, has been revealed earlier, has imminent plans to start a family. Something tells this particular columnist she'll be sending plenty of nights in during her break from the industry. A source said Cheryl's left on good term with Modest. She current, That's the management company. She currently has no management, but that will change next year when she's planning on making her chart return. <laughs> Cheryl Cole, back in the chart. What for? Listen, unless she's on a television programme, it'll sink without trace. Cheryl has grown as an artist and wants to return with a fresh look, sound and image. God, she's having a head transplant. I mean, which will be reflected by her new management. What new management? There is no new management. There is no, there is no contract, you know, for her to record music. Nobody's interested. If you remember the last time she tried to get into the charts, because she wasn't on The X Factor, nobody bothered with it. But apparently, Modest helped turn One Direction into global superstars. They've split. And have acts like Little Mix, still being told what to do and sing. Ollie Murs... And five seconds of summer. Cheryl marks 15 years in the industry next year. After she, she, hasn't, she hasn't been in the industry for 15 years. What a load of old claptrap. This column is so out of touch. They say she's already recorded new tracks for her fifth solo album, which she hopes to release towards the end of 2017. Best place for it. The end, I think. The charts have certainly missed her. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. We're sick to death of watching manipulated rubbish, and most of her stuff was manipulative rubbish. It was just wasn't remotely interesting at all. I love the idea she's making a break, and then she's going to come back next year as if, you know, uh, on making her chart return. She's going to change when she's... Change what? She's, she's a one-trick pony. Let's face it, she's a girl from Newcastle who got lucky. We know that. And they happened to find her for that little group Girls Allowed. And, um, and then that was it. So they have a few little hit singles, and uh, then she sort of starts, um, you know, turning up on a few television programmes. Not many, though. Not many, because you suddenly realise that she just sits there and smiles and looks, you know, like, 
And they couldn't even ask her on the one show. They were so petrified of her. They allowed her to sit there and plug Childline as opposed to the burning question. Because I don't, I'm not remotely interested in what charity people align themselves to. But the burning question, the one question you've got to ask would be, are you pregnant? And they never asked it. What a lame programme. Lame programme, lame career, lame girl. You know, as, as if all of a sudden the chart's going to go, oh, we've really missed you, Cheryl. Pfft, nobody's missed her. Nobody's missed her. God in heaven. Cheesy peas, a peas heart disease. You heard of this one? Eating peas and blue cheese could ward off heart disease. They nearly halve the risk of cardiac failures. Oh, God, honestly. Don't you just get so bored with all these faffy diets or, you know, eat this, this is good for you. Goja berries, ooh, marvellous for you. Good for your libido. That'll work for you, Danny. That'll work for you. It's all these things, isn't it, that you're supposed to be eating. You know, how many kiwi fruit are you eating? Oh, well, I don't know. What are you supposed to eat a few kiwi fruit? How much water are you drinking? You're supposed to drink a litre of water a day at least. Well, I mean, I can't keep up with it. So it might have been good old fish and chips, or... What did I have yesterday? Oh, I was a bit naughty yesterday. I had a sausage in batter. I mean, you know, I'm a rubbish diabetic. I've decided I'm really, really awful. I can't, I can't get it right at all. <laughs> Only because I just fancied. I haven't had one for about six months. And, uh, and I thought, I just fancied. And so I got a sausage in batter and a portion of chips. But I was very good. I didn't eat all the chips. I only had about about ten. You can't really go into a fish and chip shop and say, can I just have ten chips, can you? And so I had that, and, and then I felt a bit guilty, and I felt as I was putting on weight. So I threw the chips. I did eat all the sausage in batter. I like a sausage in batter. I'm still trying to find a beef burger in batter, and they're even more difficult to get. Uh, one here says, you mentioned yesterday about um, reduced Tony and Guy straighteners, but missed where they were from. Um, I've got no idea. Also, my hometown of West Malling in Kent is having the Christmas lights switched on on the 20th. And uh, the local flyers leaf, it say that Ola Jordan is switching them on on the 20th. Right. He says, um, I'm guessing she's blown that out for the jungle. I'm assuming so. I mean, because, I mean, the 20th, it's now we're up to the 15th. She's not coming out in five days, is she? I'm turning the lights on in Twickenham uh, on the 27th, which I think is the Sunday. I think it's the Sunday. And um, I think this will be about the third time that I've turned on the Christmas lights. There's all sorts of entertainment going on around the town. And uh, there'll be people doing mulled wine and there'll be all sorts of exciting things. Especially stuff for the, for the kids. There'll be a little stage as well. So that's quite nice. So the 27th of this month, I think it's a Sunday. I'm pretty certain it's, uh, it's a Sunday. Uh, apparently Primark is the place. Great selection of fun adult onesies, says Jackie. And uh, you've got one around the corner from you. Am I? Where? Where have I got around the corner from me? I, I need to know these things. Uh, Sunny Delight still exists, says Paul. Oh, I, I had no, no doubt that it still existed. I was just sort of wondering uh, whether or not uh, it was um, it was it was going to be on, on the same scale as it was before. Little Julie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, John Warrington contacted me yesterday. Uh, Matthew has got a Tesco value Christmas hamper. I don't really know what to say to that, actually. Apart from, um, why? Have you seen the price of, of, of hampers? They're terribly expensive. Terribly expensive, but, uh, but quite, uh, quite nice. Quite nice. Uh, a lot of models use hemorrhoid cream to remove wrinkles. Yes, we know about that. But uh, I don't think you'll find it's, um, it's for hands. And apparently it's fillers. It was fillers that they use uh, for... Um, for sort of making your hand, because it sort of bulks it out a little bit. I don't know. 
Only you, says Winnie, could make an entertaining show about reading a diary. I'm always reading since Lizzie joined me up to a Facebook book club. I've read so many books that I've never even heard of. And there's loads of books on special offer on Kindle. But saying that, I buy most of my books from charity shops and then donate them to the, uh, to the friend shop at the Royal Marsden. Yes, I mean, you can pick up books, uh, you know, really cheaply. And it's, it's just people don't read enough. I mean, you know me, I like books about history. I like biographies and I like history books. I'm not particularly good with novels. I have read novels before and thrillers and th- stuff like that. But it's the, it's the history books about London that I love. Underground London, above ground London, all sorts of London buildings, that sort of thing. I love anything like that. And, um, and so, you know, I, I do find these books. Somebody will write to me and say, oh, Steve, have you read this book? This is really interesting. And I've got, I have got loads and loads of books. Uh, which I enjoy. Uh, Sarah says, true to form, Ola Jordan started going on about missing her buffoon of a husband on last night's programme. She said she missed texting him. What an exciting relationship they must have. I know, both as boring as each other, actually. But if she's turning on the lights in West Malling on the 20th, that's going to be an achievement, isn't it? Uh, This is for Britain. This is the horror on the front page of the Daily Mirror this morning of the Joe Cox murder, uh, killed by a far-right extremist who yelled, this is for Britain. I mean, it's it's just the most awful story. It is. With so many sad stories about, we try desperately to uh, to find happy stories, but I'm, I'm not finding happy stories. If if the best we're going to get is a dog jumping up and down on a trampoline on the television, selfish dog, uh, then that's about it. Although, if you've been to any sex site recently, hackers have now stolen information from 412 million accounts. And uh, millions of Britons will be hit. This is uh, more than 412 million friend finder network members have fallen victim to the largest ever data breach. I tweeted something the other day. And it was because I got a thing from PayPal, supposedly from from PayPal, saying uh, we've noticed some activity on your account. So we've suspended the amount of money that we're going to let you have, which is a bit stupid because PayPal links to your account. They can't limit me on my money uh, because I've either got it or I haven't. And I have, so I'm spending it. And I use PayPal, not all the time, but I use it. If I'm buying stuff in America, I find it's a lot easier and I've bought stuff from different companies over here using PayPal. And, uh, and then it says, click on this. And I'm sure that there will be many people listening going, wait a minute, I got that email. Wait a minute, I, I responded to it. <coughs> Once they've got your details which they can find out very quickly. So anything that looks like it comes from a bank, no matter how official it looks, because all they do is they just lift the logo. And this particular one said, click here. So I did click there just to see what it looked like. And it says, put down your... Because they don't know who you are. Put down your email address, put down your password. As if... As if you're seriously going to do that. But I know there might be a few of you listening who are thinking, wait a minute, I did that the other day. So anything that purports to come from any financial thing, any stupid person who writes to you saying, oh, by the way, can we use your account to ferry three million quid through it? We'll give you a percentage. You write back every rude word you can think of and then just send it to them. Let them sit there in wherever it is they come from. Generally out of uh, out of town, quite a bit out of town, actually. And people fall for these things. People really believe that there's money 
sitting in a pot, and we've got a courier who's ready to bring it round to your house. What a load of codswallop. Why do people fall for it? I tell people almost on a weekly basis, don't fall for anything like this. And at this time of year, there will be lots of scams doing the rounds, even people collecting. I look very carefully at people collecting nowadays, thinking, do you look genuine or have you printed that up on the internet? Rugby day is a nightmare in Twickenham. You get so many fake collectors around there. It's just not, uh, not, uh, not nice at all. But it's trying to sort out the wheat from the chaff, isn't it? And um, we've got the... When have we got the Coca-Cola truck? I think we got it on the 20th. Coca-Cola truck, which I'm quite uh, quite enjoying. The cows have been rescued. Whee! Says Stuart. I've checked with uh, the New Zealand Herald, so they've got the cows off, which is good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> apparently the weather's awful where Stuart is. He says, so we couldn't uh, we couldn't see the supermoon. I know, I think people were expecting a bit more than, than what we actually got. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. So just remember, uh, just remember now what, what you're doing is you're voting for Ola Jordan, OK, for all the Bush Tucker trials. So we, we, we can do another Helen Flanagan. We'll wear them down slowly but surely. We're very good at things like that in this country. So, uh, yeah, so just just vote Ola and uh, and she'll do the little Bush Tucker trials for you. <laughs> I think it's going to be great fun, actually. And uh, perhaps James... We'll step in for Ola at the light switch. Oh, I do hope not. God, blimey. Who's going to be... Nobody's going to be turning up for him. Not interested. Incidentally, before I go any further, going back to the hackers stealing 412 million accounts from sex sites. Do you know, on, uh, on one uh, of these sites, 86,000 people use the password QWERTY. As in the, as in the top line of, a, of the keypad, QWERTY. Uh, two and a half million users' passwords are one, two, three, four... Five, and uh, uh, one here. I mean, the the friend finder network users have been hacked. Four hundred twelve million people have been hacked on that one. Uh, also, forty nine thousand adult themed websites owned by friend finder. Stripshows dot com one point four million. Sixty two point seven cams dot com accounts are hacked. Wow. The last login date, including the stolen files, the seventeenth of. October, 17th of October this year. So now you know, now you know. Police went out the other day, uh, the motorway menaces, still phoning whilst driving. There's some right idiots out there. You can't do anything about it. One of them was pulled over and he said, oh, I'm just delivering um, a car and uh, the people want to know where I was. Well, don't use your phone. I mean, what is it about these stupid people? You know, you, you could say to them, you know, you're not allowed to use your phone at the wheel. Stick it in the glove compartment, stick it anywhere. There was one here who uh, said he, he was lost on his first day at the new job and he turned to the sat-nav on his mobile for help. Again, lies, lies, and then these people are compulsive liars. Uh, there's also a, a killer van man appealing a nine-year jail term. This is a van driver who was jailed for mowing down a cyclist after being distracted by a text. Christopher Gard killed Lee Martin as the dad of two was competing in a time trial. Guard had eight past convictions for using his phone at the wheel. What an idiot. What a buffoon. What a complete idiot. Guard of Alton Enhanced had admitted dangerous driving. The Court of Appeal will rule on his sentence. He was given nine years. To be honest with you, somebody died. If that had been my, my family, I'd have been, uh, I'd have been gunning for him as well at the same time. But uh, it only takes a, a quick second to look away to cause a fatality. And so the police pull these people over. Idiots. Just really simpletons. If you get caught... From next year, I don't know why it's not coming immediately. Make it so much easier, wouldn't it, if they brought all this stuff in immediately. Um, it's uh, it's going to be next year, and it'll be, I think, six penalty points. 
and uh, it'll be a £200 fine. It's, it doesn't make any difference, does it? It doesn't make any difference at all, because people are still using their, their phones. Uh, Davy says, Sunny Delight tasted like the plastic bottle you got it in. I never bought it, actually. I just assumed because of that phosphorescent colour that it wasn't going to be good for me. And, uh, and Barry sent me in a picture of his, um, his jumper he wore when working on Christmas Day last year. Slightly oversized elf, I thought, there, but that was very good. And uh, the supermoon in Aberdeen turned out to be, um, what did we say it was? I've, I got it sent to me from somebody, and it's, um, I can't remember what it's called, actually. There's something. It's, it, it isn't actually the supermoon, because a lot of people couldn't see it. But those people who did see it, you know, really good. Um, I beat bullies to become a uh, Google fox. This is, uh, unfortunately, poor Scarlet Moffat. Uh, the school misfit, who's now a TV favourite. As I say, everybody was a misfit at school, unless you were the headmaster, and even then he was a bit of a misfit too. She goes into the jungle three-stone lighter. Oh, God, there's got to be a video, hasn't there? Or a DVD video. How old am I? Um, and also, uh, Cliff Richard, back at the School of Rock. Uh, he went out last night to the New London Theatre. And this is School of Rock. He's got an album out at the moment, which you know about. And uh, but there'll be no, no Christmas record. Might be one next year. Might be one next year, because he did dominate, didn't he? He did dominate, but it's very difficult, you know, to try and get airplay of records nowadays. I think very difficult. Uh, the milk shortage will mean dearer cheese and butter. Why have we got a milk shortage? Since when are we sort of running out of milk in this country? Apparently, milk production has dried up 10%. After 550 farms went bust due to price wars. Yeah, this is the supermarkets who were whittling down farmers who were producing milk and offering them less money than it cost to produce the stuff. And you think, well, that's just rip-off time. Reminds me of the story of the supermarkets years ago. This is what they did. They, they would go along to a supplier, just supposing Steve Allen Inc. grows tomatoes. And they come along to me and they go, oh, right, you actually grow tomatoes. And you go, I do. And they're a big multinational supermarket. And they offer me, say, a pound a pound for tomatoes. And I go, that's fantastic. And so you just lose all your customers. You turn it all over to this big supermarket who've said, right, we will take all of your stuff. Wow, fantastic. Year two, they whittle the price down. And you go, well, I, um, no, I can't do it for 50 pence. Well, we're going to have to get, go elsewhere for the business. So they literally used to bully farmers, and they do exactly the same with the milk. It's costing farmers more to produce the stuff than it's being sold at. It's just ridiculous. So uh, I sympathise with, uh, with the farms. 550 went bust. That's because of greed. That's because of greed for these supermarkets. But uh, now they're saying uh, manufacturers will do their utmost to ensure milk, cream and butter will be on shelves this Christmas. But it may mean moving milk from cheese production. I mean, I don't know how much cheese we get through in this country, but I'm assuming it's enough to make some, some difference somewhere. Oh, look, a picture of uh, Helen Flanagan. That's Helen, what do you do, love? Uh, cold out there, wasn't it, after she left Coronation Street? And, uh, and so she's now uh, had a picture taken by a photographer on a beach in Dubai. Nobody knows who she is. Totally unknown, totally unknown. And um, she starts filming for the TV soap after a five-year break in which she did nothing, absolutely nothing. It's a bit like being in, in sort of Cheryl's position, isn't it? Cheryl sits at home sort of staring at the walls, then Liam, who might or might not be moving in before Christmas. It's always very interesting. I'm always fascinated by the sort of the lives of the, um, of the sort of people who dominate the newspapers, because that's always entertaining, isn't it? We like things like that. We like to sort of catch up. I like the idea that Cheryl thinks she'll just be able to sort of just come back into the charts again, as if she's Madonna. As opposed to just one part of a very average little girly band who don't talk to each other now. <laughs> uh, Rescam or phishing emails where it says click here. 
Yes. I mean, I just, I just like seeing these things. But to, to somebody who is not au fait with it, if you look at some of these emails, these scams that come through to you, seriously, if you're not up to speed with it, it looks genuine. You know, you click on this, it takes you to a genuine site. Click on this, it takes... What they're looking for is, though, they're, they're looking for your information. And that's what they end up getting. That's why so many people get scammed, because they go, I thought it came from PayPal. Your bank will never, ever send you an email. Never, ever, ever, ever. OK? They, you know, and you certainly don't ever... You know, if somebody says, oh, can you just let me have your passwords? Even if they phone up. Nothing. Nothing. Don't answer the phone. Put it onto That's a sure sign of whether somebody's a scammer. If you put it onto an answer phone and they don't leave a message, they're scammers. They're scammers. It's as simple as that. Mick and Gary are delivering beds in South East London today, which is lovely. Jerry's in Horsham. And, uh, Steve, I had one from PayPal. The same. And I don't even use PayPal. Oh, I used to get things from one of the banks. And I wasn't even in that, uh, that, uh, that bank. Which I thought was even more bizarre, actually. Uh, Steve, just wanted to say that Cheryl's been in the industry for nearly 15 years. Girls Allow were formed at the end of 2002. Wow. She's not been in the industry since then. She faffed around. She hasn't done anything for the last year. And she thinks she's gonna, people are going to buy her records. Why? What old woman? I mean, she's 32 now. She's pushing the boat out, thinking that anybody is going to be remotely interested in buying into her. Nobody knows what her what her music is, do they? Nobody's got the face idea. She spends most of her time just sort of smiling. Smiley, smiley, Carol, smiley. That's all she does, really. Uh, kids writing, or writing for kids, left David Walliams feeling very lonely. I suspect that probably most of David Walliams' life is fairly lonely. It's only when he goes out and he can behave like the buffoon and sort of do his, uh, his little act. But the rest of the time, I should imagine, he's probably quite a solitary person. How he copes, I've got no idea. Uh, Billy Piper had a tattoo about her husband, who she was married to. Now they've split up, so she's had it erased. And... Um, this uh, this Mel C story, bullied in the Spice Girls, but won't say by whom, whereas we're all absolutely intrigued. I'm, 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 I'm trying to work it out. I can't think of who it would be. I've got a rough idea, but I mean, you know, it's, it's only pure, pure guesswork. You can guess the same as I can. Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, coming uh, up very shortly, the news at six o'clock. We will go through the front pages after 6.30. I'm with you till seven o'clock every morning, as you know. But uh, just after the news at six, we'll go through some of the other stories in the papers that we may have missed up until now. Uh, the questions that had Meghan stumped. A year ago, they found an interview. This is with Prince Harry's girlfriend. And the, and the questions, I think, for Hello magazine were Prince William or Prince Harry? And she went, don't know. So she couldn't even decide then. Amazing how quick it didn't take. Anyway, he then managed to get her number. It's Harry. Get, get, the, get the bird's number. And, uh, and so now it's all sort of taking off. They're all still saying, though, they might get engaged at Christmas. Pfft, it's only known for a few months. Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, the Costa Holiday girl who died after the 80-foot fall from the balcony. I've got to tell you more about slap therapy as well. I've never heard anything like it. Ridiculous. And uh, experts say give mums paid work breaks so they can breastfeed. And uh, Planet Earth 2, 11 million of you loved it. I'm Steve Allen. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Tuesday, 15th of November, the mobile menace. We cannot stop people using telephones in this country. Most of them are oblivious. Perhaps they're just terminally stupid. The police were out the other day. They were catching them left, right and centre. And uh, next year, it'll be six penalty points. And so, in other words, you get caught twice. Pfft. 
licence taken away from you, and it's about a £200 fine. Why only £200? Why not make it £500? You know, second time, £1,000, and so it goes on. We're so mamby-pamby in this country, aren't we? It's ridiculous. Children will eat greens if they were red, apparently. Anton Deck have signed a £30 million TV deal. It keeps them with ITV for the next three years. And have you heard of SAP therapy? Slap therapy? Heard of that? I certainly haven't. Uh, the hard and fast rule is, everybody said, if any of these emails arrive uh, in your inbox and they don't have your name on there, they're fake. doesn't matter how genuine they look, they're fake. Uh, somebody said, I've just had one from HMRC saying I've got a tax rebate. I thought HMRC would actually uh, write to you as opposed to sending an email. I could be wrong, I don't know. But unless it's got your name on there, although actually... Um, somebody just wrote to me a second ago and said that uh, that the uh, the mother-in-law got called on an 0161 number yesterday and said, call this number as the papers are about to be filed against her from HMRC. I don't think so. I don't think so. But the trouble is, if you're, if you're an elderly person or you're easily confused and you've got a computer and you get something like this and you think, oh, I better pass on my passwords or everything else. No, don't ever, 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 ever. I put any number, not sure of, in Google, says Nick. Yeah, I've done that before. If I see a number, I, I look at the prefix, 0161. Also, if it doesn't come up in my phone as a name, I don't answer it. Because if, it, if it's somebody I, I would be talking to, then they will, um, they'll leave uh, a message. And if they don't leave a message, then I don't bother replying to it. But I always check, actually, I always check uh, on Google. It's amazing, isn't it? You just put it in there and you find other people have had exactly the same, the same number. Never respond, because most scammers are simply looking for live email addresses. So you never respond by clicking on the web link, since that tells them that the email address is live. You then see an increase in your spam emails. I don't really get spam emails. I'm quite lucky, actually. Quite lucky. And um, another one here. A lot of people sending me in uh, pictures. And uh, this is... Is this this thing again? Is this the... This <laughs> looks really bizarre, doesn't it? Is that the moon? Or is that somebody's pizza? That's, it's a very good picture, actually. And um, he says, I, I worked at LBC when you were based in Hammersmith, next to Olympia. I recall you well. God, nobody recalls me well. Believe you me, Roger. <laughs> only one of those sort of things. I tell you what I noticed as well the other day, and I've only just realised that um, I have a Starbucks account, but I haven't had a free drink for ages. Not a free drink for ages. Normally, you get free drinks. And uh, they used to give you stars every time you bought a drink. Then you got a, a free thing, and I've got... See, it's got five here. Ten stars until your next reward. I've had a reward for ages. I'm going to have to find out, actually, whether or not I've got... Um, I've got drinks that I haven't... Um, I'm going to try it, actually. Because either they, they've, they've changed their system, or I'm just not getting free drinks. Normally they say, oh, you get a free drink. But I uh, haven't had that at all for ages and ages. Uh, Jason... Sent me one in the Caribbean. He says, I'm listening on my balcony. Did it really look like that? That is quite impressive, actually, if that's a genuine picture. Quite impressive. I'm very, very impressed by people sending them in. Thank you. Um, another one here very quickly. Uh, a lot of people suggesting who could step up for Ola Jordan. Well, I mean, uh, just a plank, tin of paint, pot of lard, anything, really. Uh, same problem in Sweden, says Lisa in Gothenburg, with supermarkets ripping dairy farmers off. Our local farm just managed to save themselves from bankruptcy by installing milk machines to cut out the middleman. It's taken off and people come from all the place to fill up their bottles. We have it over here on a few farms. Unfortunately, I don't live near any of them. But you can go there and you can 
I think you pay a pound or whatever it is, and the farmer can sell you milk. Why, why not? He, he, he's probably getting more from you than he is from the local supermarket. We're ripping him off. Great. And also, it means you're supporting your local farmer. It's like, you know, if you, you should really... I mean, I always recommend to people, support local shops. I'm a big one for, for supporting the area and shopping. And I do shop in the area that I live. Occasionally, I need to go outside of it. But I do try and support local shops. Uh, and sometimes uh, we have shops that open and close. In fact, we're just about to have a burger place closing. They don't know I know this, but I have it on very good authority that one of those that set up for the, uh, for the football, which of course was over and done with in about five seconds, so we didn't really bother with that, um, is going to be closing. And before that, and apparently it's now going to be a sport bar, a sport bar, if you please. Well, you know, for sport bar, read just another load of old drunks. This, this was the same place that was a pub in Twickenham, and every time they showed rioting, uh, on a Saturday night, it was from this pub. Whether or not the police will contest the licence, I don't know. But uh, it was supposed to be a burger bar, but unfortunately we had four places open up very quickly. We lost the, the Wimpy, and then the replacement for the Wimpy, which was called Steers, which, uh, which disappeared. Uh, and then we've got, um, we've, got one, two, we've got about three others places. But, I mean, it, there's just not enough business locally for people to go there all the time, and it's not, it's not cheap. You know, Steers was the also owned by Wimpy. I don't know why we ended up with one of those. The Wimpy bar was quite fine. And it's going to be something else, and I can't remember what it is. Whatever it is, I, sh- I shall let you know, because I'm always curious about the businesses in Twickenham and how people open them up and think that they're going to survive. We had one man who was taking in parcels. Well, I mean, I knew that there wouldn't be enough market. People now go to the post office if you're sending something. I shall send my accountant my details. I'll put them in a jiffy bag, seal it all up. And then take it to the post office, they weigh it, and I send it like a recorded delivery thing. So I can, I can track it and find out when, when he gets the stuff. But uh, all these sort of... There's another one opening up. Another parcel shop. Used to be a dry cleaners. They went bust. There's only the one in, in Twickenham. I think there's only the one. There might be another one, but uh, we only use Thomas. Um, and the Chinese restaurant went. A clothing shop up by Water Lane went. As I say, the Wimpy went, then Steers went, and now we're going to get something else. Don't people go into an area and go, what have, what have they not got? What have they not got? Because that's the only way you can work. They seem to open up all these sort of franchise places. And we, in Twickenham, we have a thing called Twickerati, and they send out details. I bet even they don't know that this... Um, this place is going to close, which does burgers and milkshakes, and it's going to open up as a sport bar. Last thing we need is a sport bar, for God's sake. I mean, it's a point. Most of the people of Twick, you see them walk around the daytime, they're not interested in a sport bar. It'll be peasants coming in from outside. That's what it'll be. Kevin, on the subject of uh, milk prices, because he knows, because he's a milkman, and he said the wholesale price of milk has been rising all year to the small dairies, and we've been swallowing the price rises, but we've had no option but to increase the price to our customers by a couple of pence. In the next few weeks, we're very lucky that our 12,000 customers prefer to know that the farmers get a fair price for their milk. And thank you to every one of them, he says. It's great having customers that make the job worthwhile. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But unfortunately, Kev, you ask a load of people and they go, how much do you put? I mean, I don't know what a pint of milk costs. Seriously, I have no, no idea. I know if I buy it at M&S and I buy a litre, it's about 89 pence or something. In fact, I'm actually paying more for water than I am for milk. And you think it's because we seem to get through a lot of milk. We love that gold top. We, we, we liked the gold top the other day. Thank you very much indeed. Even though uh, Phil Vickery completely ruined my day by telling me how many calories. But to be honest with you, for once, you know, only once, I haven't had gold top milk for, for donkey's years. So it was, it was a, bit of, a bit of a surprise for me. But you're quite right. It's this, it's this conning of the dairy farmers. They just want to bring the price down. And it's not right. Because, you know, how on earth can you actually have something 
which is actually they're being paid less than it costs to to produce. That's just outrageous. Sue says, I've just heard the travel Dartford Tunnel problems again. Have you heard the Dartford Crossing song on YouTube? A bit rude, but very funny. Oh, the tax email is definitely a scam. They never email you. As usual, says Sue, your programme is addictive. Thank you. Yes, I didn't think that they did write to you, but people, people think that they do. And because it all looks so genuine... And you feel like going round to people, you know, and saying, listen, if you get, oh, I don't know, perhaps, perhaps you should go round and see your mum and dad or whoever it happens to be, or an elderly person, and say, listen, if you get anything on your computer that looks like it's from a bank, but it doesn't have your name on it or HMRC or anything that asks for details, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Totally, totally ignore it. Ridiculous. Uh, Peg says, I know a lady of 76, married to a former senior police officer, mother of a senior police officer. She will drive, drive home after half a bottle of wine, ringing her husband when she's almost home. When I challenged her, she told me those rules are for people who don't know what they're doing. She's absolutely fine, and I should mind my own business. I can well imagine. Yes, you can't, you can't tell some people until she gets caught. Until she gets caught. I saw um, this, uh, one of these television programmes the other day, which was on the Australian police... And it was very interesting because they stopped this guy and he was obviously trying to delay being breathalysed. They knew that he was drunk. He said, I don't drink. I don't drink. I've just had some water. Then he's in the car and he's trying to delay blowing into the thing. First of all, he sort of sucks as opposed to blowing into the machine. Anything to delay. Unfortunately, he was well over the limits. He got banned for six months. But the rubbish he was coming up with, you can imagine what the police in this country have to deal with. People who go, I was just on my phone because I just needed to tell somebody where I was going. Touch that phone whilst you're in the vehicle, and the vehicle is... It can be stationary as well, I think, at traffic lights. Whilst the engine is on, you touch that phone, six penalty points from next year. It should come in quicker, but luckily we're, we're nearly into December, aren't we? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Uh, Steve, I had a message from iTunes saying I purchased a music bundle when, in fact, I've not been with iTunes for over two years. I only had a message from the bank saying someone was using my account. The latest scam on the bank one is that they will... And they can do it phoning up as well. Again, they're random phoning. What you do is you just go, say something rude and put the phone down. Uh, because the bank never never phone you for anything like that at all. Uh, and so they would say, oh, we, we've noticed some activity on your account. Uh, it looks like somebody's tried to access your account. You go, yeah, right, whatever, bye. <laughs> put the phone down on them very quickly. Uh, they, they, they never follow it through. But bearing in mind, they'll be phoning hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. And and some of them will bite. They will actually believe. They will actually believe that uh, R. Miller in Exeter says PayPal will always use your full name. Yes. Although sometimes it could be quite easy to get that. But I just totally ignore everything. Totally ignore it. Anything to do with anything like that. Or, you know, with somebody there's been some activity on your account. Ridiculous. Uh, Rob says, talk to your Have they done anything with the Jack the Stripper building yet? No, they haven't, surprisingly. It's been sort of... It, we had a fire years and years ago up by the, uh, the Green. And, uh, and, that's, and that they haven't done anything with it. It stayed exactly the same, I think. So, God knows where that one's going to. In Henley, we've now got four barber shops, coffee and charity shops galore, but no M&S. Simply foods. The roads are full of potholes and parking expensive. No wonder the high street is struggling, says Penny. Yes, I mean, barber shops are the uh, the way forward, aren't they? You know why? Because you don't need anything to do it. I can set up a barber shop. I don't need to have uh, have anything like any experience because what I do is, and I've seen loads of signs like this, chair for rent. Chair for rent. So in other words, you're a hairdresser and they go, right, I've got a chair here. You uh, You actually pay me, you know... 
150 quid a week or whatever it happens to be, and you can keep the rest of the money. So I could do that quite easily. I could set up a dentist. I'd just bring in dentists to work for me in my building. And all you need if you're a hairdresser, you don't need anything, do you? You just need some mirrors, some hair dryers. It's very cheap to set up. I should imagine a couple of thousand quid and you could get some chair. The chairs are the most expensive thing. You get the chair and you get some plastic things and they blow dry somebody's hair, scissors and clippers, and that's about it. So I didn't I wasn't aware actually that Henley didn't have an M and S. Has it still got the cinema? Has it still got the cinema? <laughs> HMRC now give an option to go paperless. So do now send emails, especially if you manage online, Steve. I don't um I don't actually um sort of get anything from HRMC apart from I get the uh, the VAT notifications and that's it. Uh, Steve Steers is going to be a British cafe called The Canteen. Opening by local people with Alex Bentley, the former head chef of the Petersham Hotel. Will you do the official opening? No. Is it big enough to be a canteen? It's not very big inside. It was a wimpy. It was, uh, and, and as a, a steers, ghastly as steers. So, uh, I don't know. The 24-hour gym does quite well in Twickenham. Not when I go past it. Not when I go past it. Mind you, perhaps it does well in the early hours of the morning. Uh, Tracy in Walsall says, Steve, I witnessed a woman driving with a dog on her lap. Oh, I've seen people with dogs on their lap as well. I mean, there's so many stupid people out there. How did they ever get driving licences? How did... I mean, seriously. Uh, Steve, uh, do you think now that uh, we're going to leave the EU, can we get rid of LED light bulbs? Get rid of LED? Are you mad? We're just putting LEDs in. We're just changing all our light bulbs over uh, for LEDs. They last longer and they're brighter. So we're, we're definitely having them. Lost count of how many I've changed. Wow. Well, I'm definitely, definitely all ours are being changed because they last so much longer. Buy the extra drinks in Starbucks and you can have a Christmas latte, Steve. I'd, um, I'd, I want to find out where my, I'm going to try it today and go, I think I've got a free one and wait and see. I might have free ones. So I'll just ignore the things. Uh, I bet Ola Jordan, Steve, gets voted out of Armored Celebrity before the 20th so she can, she'll switch on the Christmas lights. Uh, well, in fact, strange enough, she wasn't booked to do I'm a Celebrity. As you know, she only went in because uh, somebody, Tulisa, I think, pulled out at the last minute. And so desperate, sorry, uh, Ola Jordan, the desperado, decided to do it. So she was obviously booked to do the light. Imagine if you just get the husband. Oh, God, you'd feel cheated, wouldn't you? You'd be absolutely gutted and cheated at the same time. <laughs> Using your phone in the car. And uh, I used to talk on the phone in my car all the time, says Mike. I now use uh, an earpiece. Ten days standby, seven hours talk time, best device you can buy, use it all the time. Yes, I mean, you should absolutely not, 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 not pick up your telephone. If you pick it up, they'll, they'll sort of God made little apples round there. Somebody will go, gotcha. And once you've been done, what? and some people are oblivious to it. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. I've seen everybody. You know, people in posh cars, people in cheaper cars. Seriously, loads and loads of people. Uh, Carol Vorderman is the natural in the jungle. And talking of the jungle, we are adoring Planet Earth 2. Apparently, 11 million people were enthralled by it. I know programmes get more, but it did very, very well. And the question that had Megan stumped. This is the girlfriend, apparently, of Prince Harry. What sort of girlfriend he can have when she's working over in Canada and he's stuck over here, I can't imagine. He must, perhaps he's FaceTiming her. Perhaps he's face. Oh, uh, perish the thought. But you do worry about that, don't you? And so she was asked a question a year ago for a, um, a Hello magazine. They sort of asked the various things, like, you know, Primark or BHS, you know, BHS or Primark or, you know, Harrods or Selfridges, whichever. And then they go, Harry, Prince Harry or Prince William. And she didn't know the answer. 
So she's obviously quite quite fickle. But as I say, I'm I'm very mindful of the fact that Harry's thrown his toys out with the bath water, and uh, and says apparently people have inside her house and all sorts of things like that. But that's what you get. You see, she didn't get that before. She didn't get that before. She only got it from him. He attracts that. She doesn't attract that. The only way she attracts it is because she's going out with him. She's, you know, nobody's been breaking into a house before this thing. You know, he was the one who was faffing around. Are you going out with somebody? Oh, no, no, you comment to make. You know, and you think to yourself, well, you know, you've kind of brought it on yourself. But anyway, apparently Prince Harry's new girlfriend is set to play Jamie Vardy's wife in a new movie. Uh, they say that uh, Meghan is ideal for Rebecca. Do you think Meghan's got the faintest idea who... Jamie Vardy is. Of course she won't know who he is. Not at all. The two women have a similar look. My God, we're getting a bit desperate now. She's going to play Vardy's missus. What sort of dreary, dreary film will that... Who's going to go and see that? That's a waste of, uh, waste of money, isn't it? First time round. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, we're celeb, celeb, so get us a, a deal. Anton Deck, pen a bumper new contract. Listen, they'd have been happy with anything. They just, listen, it takes them into their, their old age. They'll do three years. That'll take them to, what, 50, something like that, I would think. Wait a minute. That means that they'll have done 21 years. 21 years. So what they do is they, they, they get a nice pay rise. They'll have, I think it's worth, so it's worth 10 million a year, so 5 million each. So effectively, because they are the only people that can get an audience for ITV. In the same way that the BBC seem to have lost its way. They've got no idea what, what to do with any of their, any of their uh, presenters. Uh, Vicky Patterson, who, I know, uh, has blasted fellow Geordie Scarlett Moffat in I'm a Celebrity Extra Camp. The host denied the Gogglebox star is doing well. Uh, Vicky, with Stacey Solomon and Brooks Vincent, said, So she's got dark hair, she's Geordie, she's funny, she's likeable. Someone get my agent on the phone. Yeah, it's a bit a bit tragic, isn't it, because really? they'll use these people once and they won't bother using them again. Uh, plus, uh, Theresa, three is a crowd, we're now told. And uh, Mr Corden, Mr James Corden, could be on course for a Christmas number one. Why, I, Cheryl, because nobody's interested in your little singing career, but we're interested in James Corden, because he could be number one in the charts this Christmas. Trouble is, you don't need to sell that many records now to actually get to number one. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, 26 minutes to seven. Here's a strange story, especially for us in uh, London, because the comedian Amy Lame, Lame, I know, uh, appointment in London as the Night Czar starts to look slightly odd. When the creation of the role was announced in August, Sadiq Khan said the Tsar would chair the London Nighttime Commission, which is a serious body consisting of politicians, police, venue owners and officials involved in the nighttime economy. That job will now be given to a separate official also paid from public funds. Ms Lame, who fundraises for Labour and vigorously supported Mr Khan's mayoral campaign, will instead earn 35000 a year for a two-and-a-half-day week as what Mr Khan calls a much-needed ambassador for the city after dark. What a load of old claptrap. And apparently will be forming an action plan. We must see it as a sign of his integrity, writes uh, Sam Leith in The Standard yesterday, uh, that Mr Khan is prepared to appoint the best person for the job, even if it looks to everybody else like cronyism. It's disgusting, isn't it, really? What's her qualification? Nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. Nothing at all. She's not even British. Go, oh, struth. 
These blooming people. A nighttime czar. Let's give up now, shall we? I mean, might as well. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the other story that appeared in the paper, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, and I will do the front pages for you in a minute, uh, is Mel C was bullied in the Spice Girls. And uh, it, it happened, and she was, she was interviewed by Attitude magazine. And they said, so you, you were bullied in the Spice Girls? She said, yes, but I'm not going to name names. But yes, she said, it's been addressed. They apologised. Now I'm older, I'm a lot more confident. I will not be upon. The former Sporty Spice said she lived in a bubble in the girl band. She said, I had to be integrated back into society. That was a difficult bit. It was a total head... What's it? And uh, so she was bullied. And she's got a song on her new... um, a new album, and it talks about being bullied and how it affected me. So who in the Spice Girls was bullying her? Because I've, I've been through the names before. It doesn't really help, does it? It can't be Victoria Beckham. I don't think she'd have said boo to a goose. I don't see it as being Emma Bunton. I mean, good God, I mean, that's about as far removed as, you know, Emma wanting to be Father Christmas or something. And I don't see it as being Jerry Halliwell. I don't know. I mean, she's a bit bombastic, but I thought she was all mouth and trousers. Only leaves one other, doesn't it? And we know she's got a right turn of phrase. We know she's got a right turn of phrase. I mean, I don't know. Do you think eventually, in a few years down the line, eventually Mel C will sort of come out and go, well, let me tell you who it was, but they, they apologised years ago. Because I always think people do that. And people will probably work it out for themselves. Or was it somebody outside of the group? Somebody involved in the group? I don't know. Uh, Plus, if you're British, I'm assuming many of you are, you are hoarders. I'm a hoarder, I'm afraid. And you keep things in the hope that one day they'll be worth a fortune. I've kept all sorts of things. All sorts of things. And, uh, and And you're right, you do actually think that at some point it will be worth money. But presumably not to you. It's going to be uh, it's going to be for the people who come after you. So my brother's going to st- start doing very well. And uh, somebody says, um, Maggie says, you can tell it's a full lunar moon. You've taken leave of your senses reading that diary. I've got 15 minutes out of it. <laughs> That's a clever presenter. That's a very clever presenter. I live in Crouch End, says John. Loads of coffee and charity shops, but not one proper bookshop. Is the one where you live? Yes. Yes, we have uh, we have charity shops with books in, and we have a proper bookshop as well. <laughs> How we laughed, Steve, when Kanye West said he was standing for the president. Yes, I agree. And uh, somebody says here, in fact, uh, it's the same one that's uh, been all the time saying Kanye West. He won't stand for president. Next person who's going to get it is uh, is Obama's wife. Michelle Obama's going to get that. I'm absolutely 99% convinced. Uh, front page of Daily Star this morning at 21 minutes to 7. We don't give you many time checks in this part of the programme. You better learn how it operates fairly quickly. It's just too time-consuming. It's like reading the weather. I don't think I've read the weather properly for ages. I sometimes, you know, do a cursory glance at it and go, it's going to snow or something like that. Kings of the Telly Jungle, £30 million mega deal. Because we don't have anybody else. There is only Ant and Deck. You might see other people that come forward and try and take the crown and try to... It just doesn't work. I mean, I mean, the perfect combination for me is Ant Deck and Stephen Mulhern because they all know what they do. They know exactly how it works. Ant and Deck, you never see them getting cross with each other. Well, if, if they have, I've certainly never witnessed it. Never witnessed it. They know exactly how they work. Uh, and Dennis says, of course, Scarlett Moffat is from Sunderland, not Newcastle. Hence, isn't a Geordie like Vicky Patterson at all. <gasps> wow. Steve... A way to see if it's a hacker, simply click on the sender's name and their email account comes up. Normally a Hotmail account. Wow. And uh, one here says, Steve, we have five hairdressers in our area. The coffee shop closed, turned into a bar and grill. 
Wow. You can buy a full-size Star Wars Stormtrooper costume in Twickenham. What more can you want, says James. I know, I go past the shop on a, on a regular basis. Not sure about the flat cap, dear. Unless you're doing a Hovis advert. OK, that's, that's OK. At, uh, James is in Staines on LBC. So now you know who it is. But uh, it's interesting. I, listen, I can't tell the difference between Geordies and Sunderland and all the rest of it. It really goes over my head. Uh, the Daily Mail front page. Shopper mobile menace driver. And uh, this is the police recruiting civilians in a crackdown on motorists. So what are they going to do? See somebody, pick up the phone and go, I've seen one. I've seen one. <laughs> they get nicked themselves. It's uh, a national crackdown. I mean, one man was caught twice in only 45 minutes. I mean, do, do we, do, would it not be easier... It'll be easier just to take away their, their licence and make sure that, that they're not driving. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be easier? All this faffing around with points. It takes up too much time. No, you're in court. OK, uh, now we're taking away your licence. OK, thank you very much indeed. And the car will be crushed. You know, that's it. The BBC have ditched its first Muslim religious chief. They're, they're keeping this one a little bit quiet. You can read about it in the papers for today. And also the most breathtaking Planet Earth 2. Um, and they've got blood-soaked penguins and all the bits that they don't really want you to see, except for these snakes attacking the baby iguana. And he got free. Got free. Also, the crabs. Have you seen the crabs one? I I don't, perhaps we haven't had the crabs one yet. But um, these are crabs. Millions of them descend to feed at the water's edge on remote Christmas Island. It's one of the most magical sights. Unfortunately, as they're crossing the roads, as they come out of the jungles, uh, people just drive over them. Because there's millions of them. I mean, seriously, millions of them. You do, I've seen them on a previous planet Earth, and you see these crabs coming out. Ah, there's so many. I mean, you, can't, you, you cannot but drive over the poor things. Anyway, once they've actually got through the, uh, the road and they've managed to get to the other side, all is not well. They are endangered by acid-squirting yellow crazy ants. Exactly. Ants that squirt stuff... Which, uh, which blind the crabs, and then the, uh, and then the ants eat them. The ants were brought over to Christmas Island accidentally by humans aboard shipments of timber. How big are these things? I mean, crabs are fairly big, but if they've been squirted in the eye, that's not so good. But we're fascinated by how they do it. A baby ibex clinging to a cliff, a giraffe charging a lioness, battle of the snow leopards, uh, the cute scenes. They go, oh, they're nice. We like stuff like that. We're supposed to be a nation of animal lovers, but I'm not, I'm not totally convinced by that. The yoghurt full of sugar. Again, the health watchdog has urged the cap on pot sizes. It's, again, it's a load of old hooey. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We've been having yoghurt for years, and now they're telling you what, what the sugar content is per pot. Uh, the worst one appears to be Nestle Smarties Split Pot. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Oreo Vanilla Yoghurt, 17.2% sugar. That uh, works out at about 5.36 teaspoons of sugar. It's really bad for you, but everybody knows how much we like it. You know, even here. I mean, they've all got it in. They've all got it in. Even Rachel's My First Yoghurt. I mean, if ever there was some... I quite like Rachel's yoghurts, but My First Yoghurt, I ask you. Uh, this one has got 9.6% sugar, which is two, 2.16 teaspoonfuls of sugar. I mean, it's all bad for you. Munch Bunch, Froobs, Thomas and Friends, Petit Filou. Never seem big enough, those pots, to me. They seem big enough to you. Never to me. Uh, Jan Moyer is complaining about um, uh, John Cleese, why he's so bitter. I love John Cleese. I love John Cleese. I think he was such a good interview. He was saying he wished all his wife's dead the other day. I don't think he was serious about it. I think he was just sort of basically saying, I've lost so much money over the years. Uh, and then there was a story 
of um, 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 oh the um, this is uh, Megan, the woman who was asked, "Who do you prefer, William or Harry?" Answer: I don't know. And uh, when the interview said Harry, the star replied, "Harry, sure." The question featured in a quickfire interview with Hello Canada magazine in October last year, where she uh, lives in Toronto whilst filming the TV legal drama Suits. He then, of course, complained. Harry's complained about the press intrusion. And I've said, and I'm going to stick by it, that if she wasn't going out with you, she wouldn't be subjected to this. It's you. It's you. You're the, you're the problem here. Not her that's the problem. I mean, whether or not they're going to get married, I've got no idea. I mean, you'll have to teach her all sorts. I mean, honestly, can you actually imagine somebody who's been married before marrying Prince Harry? I'm not really sure about that one. Are you sure about that? I'm not too sure about that one. Uh, the Mirror, Scarlet, My Battle with Bullies. Got to have some sort of story, you know, to keep the interest going. And so, as I pointed out before, lots and lots of people were bullied. Lots and lots of people. But they seem to use it now in the jungle. I mean, these are, these are things privately, surely. You know, you either sort them out. You name names and you tell us who the people were who were bullying you. Or shut up about it. Tell people, you know, in the same that Mel C should say, you know, when she says, I was bullied in the Spice Girls. By whom? That's what I want to know. By whom? Like Daniela Westbrook. There's a picture of her in the paper. God knows why. And, uh, and she goes, oh, my drug dealer contacted me. Who is your drug dealer? Who is this person? Why has he not been arrested by the police? It's just, you know, it's carrot, isn't it? Uh, front page of The Sun. TV's Carol. This is Carol Vorderman. Her late night chats with a toad. And they're obviously sort of trying to point out she's lost the plot, uh, which she hasn't. And the hotel reception, which was crashed by Wayne Rooney, he'd had a bit of a bit of a drinky poos. And he turns up at uh, the team hotel in the bar and he was still celebrating on Saturday night, a day after the three nil win. An onlooker said of the star out of tonight's game with Spain said he was absolutely wrecked, which, of course, I can well imagine. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's interesting, somebody's pointed out the reason that Mel C was bullied, she's the only one who could actually sing. <laughs> the rest of them weren't as good as, as uh, she was, actually. Anna says, I've got a letter from Laurie Lee. That was Cider with Rosie, wasn't it? Do you think it's worth money? I don't know, it might be. It might be. Um, there's a place in the Strand in London. They've got a website, I think it's called Fraser's. In fact, I'm pretty certain it's called Fraser's. We used to use them on the, on the programme uh, for quite a while, and they, they will know if something like that is, is worth money. The actual letter might not be worth money, but the signature, what they generally do, is if it's something like that. I mean, unless it's something that goes into it, little drawings, or anyway, you know, if it was somebody who did Wind the Pooh. Uh, they just cut the, uh, uh, the autograph out, and they put it in a little box underneath the photograph of the, uh, of the artiste. And, uh, and they sell it that way. I don't know, actually. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the faintest idea. But you could go on there to Fraser's and type in a name of somebody and see what they're, what they're actually selling for. So if they've got a Laurie Lee autograph, find out. I don't know, it might be worth £20, £30. I've, I've seriously got no idea. I wouldn't even have the faintest idea on that one. Uh, the Daily Express today, Farage is the right man to get the deal with America. Well, he always looks fairly happy. Donald Trump seems to like him. It's the lesser of two evils, isn't it? Also, uh, the ten best vegetables to help you fight off illness. Oh, we've got to find out what these are. We've got to find out. Oh, look. Well, that's lovely. A picture of Daisy Lowe kicked off strictly because she wasn't much cop. Luckily out on the town with a photographer. So that was, that was great, wasn't it? Very pleased about that. You must be suffering from a, a dearth, I should imagine, of, uh, of publicity. Uh, so ten veg you should be eating now, OK? You should be eating spinach. Very good for you. Good for healthy bones and joints. Broccoli. Good for overall health, weight control, beautiful skin, heart health, uh, heart health and digestive 
functions. Brussels sprouts, way! <laughs> a bit worried in case Brussels sprouts never featured. Uh, good for controlling inflammation, liver cleansing. Oh, well, that's it then, isn't it? Heart health, healthy bones and joints, and boosting immunity. I'm eating more Brussels sprouts today. Cabbage, very good for controlling inflammation and liver cleansing. Carrots. See, I can't bear carrots. I can eat a raw carrot, but I'm not bothered about cooked carrots. I think they're quite dull, actually. At Christmas, we always have carrots included in it, and I don't like them. Mind you, I don't like... Um, what else do they do? It's not leeks, is it? What do they do? Parsnips. I can't bear parsnips either. Uh, beetroot. Here we go. See, good for li- it's all good for liver cleansing, this one, isn't it? Uh, blood cleansing, lowering blood pressure and controlling inflammation. It's, uh, it's, it's very good. Although it has the highest... Sugar content of any vegetable. Green beans. They're quite, I can eat those raw. They're quite nice. Turnips. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Sweet potato. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Pumpkin. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Not my sort of thing at all. It comes from uh, a book called The Essential Edible Pharmacy, which seems quite good, actually, because at least it tells you the things to eat, and it only goes to emphasise that... Um, that what I was saying earlier on in that diary that we discovered in the office, the person who's eating all this broccoli fritters and all this kind of stuff, it's obviously very good for you, but you don't want to boil it away so that uh, you end up with sort of very little. But uh, nice picture on the Express today of Anton Deck, £30 million TVD. They don't need... Listen, neither of them are flash with their money. Seriously, I don't know how much money they've amassed. They live very, very close to each other, practically next door, in Chiswick. They've lived there for... Ages and ages, every, every, I've never seen them out, truthfully. I've seen loads of other people in Twickenham, but uh, very rarely see them out. But I suppose they'd be wandering uh, Chiswick High Street. They're very happy with their lives. They've got, uh, uh, you know, their uh, respective partners. And, uh, and they just enjoy doing things. So the, the money's a bonus. You know, if somebody pays you money for enjoying yourself and getting audience figures, that's all that matters to them. It's hard. They, they, they probably sit at home some nights and go, I can't believe we got away with this for another year. Another three years now. Another three years. Uh, the Guardian front page backlash over Trump role for far right aid. Chief strategist accused of peddling white nationalism and misogyny. Uh, new heroes of the resistance. We're with Lineker. Uh, Murray in a hurry. Number one makes light work of, is it Silic? I think. And uh, what else we got? Oh, we've got uh, lots of pictures of famous people, including Zadie Smith. Uh, Telegraph today. This is uh, Richard Hammond's Grand Tour exclusive. I like him. I like Richard Hammond. He says, we've got to make this good or they're torturous. Yes, well, put it this way. We're just watching, uh, unfortunately, Top Gear just slide under the waves. It's, uh, It's of no interest to anybody anymore. I'm sorry. It was only good because of those three people. They made the programme. It's as simple as that. You know, all right, so you can take them off it. And uh, they can go and do something else. But that programme was all about them. They, they just worked so well together. Most, most, one of the most requested programmes for tickets, I think. Uh, Marvellous night to have a good look at the, uh, the moon. A moon dance. Uh, Gareth Southgate offered £6 million to lead England until 2020. God, it's huge money in football, isn't there? Only I'd done more football at school and there's daydreaming staring out the window. Trump to consult Farage before May. This is not May, but Theresa May. I mean, because they get on well together. I mean, I don't see what the problem is. People are making out some big thing here, thinking that uh, Farage is going to knock uh, Theresa May. She couldn't probably care less. Well, she probably could, actually. Uh, stamp duty must be slashed. Senior Tories calling for Osborne's punitive changes to be scrapped as house sales slow. Not round our way. Not round our way. House sales slow. What can they mean, house sales slow down? You know, you only have to look 
to realise that every available bit of space, every office block, all being turned into luxury flats, luxury penthouses, luxury this, luxury that. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, we've got too many blooming houses here that uh, don't ever rent. I watched that programme last night. Can't pay, we'll take it away. Again, a woman who hadn't paid any rent on the house she was living in. Uh, she started swearing halfway through. She was on the phone to the police. She called the police. I'm, 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 I'm being evicted. These men have turned up at my house, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know anything about it. And so the policeman at the other end of the phone said, well, who are they? She said, who are you? And he went, we're high court enforcers. It was our good old friend Paul. Uh, we're high court enforcers and uh, we're not leaving without, uh, without either the money or everything. So she kicked off. I need, you know, weeks uh, to do that. No, you've got less than an hour to get some things together. Then, of course, a baby hoves interview. Oh, she only got a boyfriend. But uh, the baby kind of changes things. But she's still out. They're changing the locks even while she's doing it. Because these people, if ever you're renting out, you've got to be so careful. I know people who have really fallen foul of renting out to who they think are terribly respectable. And they turn out to be scum of the earth. They couldn't care less about your, your property. They're not remotely interested. And once, once they're in, getting them out is the big problem. If they've got children, it's even worse. Even worse. But uh, they, obviously the, the police then said to her, uh, well, there's nothing we can do. They're high court enforcers. They have the right to come into that property. The owner wants it back. You've not paid anything. Get out. So uh, out she went. Inside Trump Tower. Secrets of the First Family's Lifestyle. The front page of the, uh, the Times today. The cabinet split, threatening to derail May's Brexit talks. And dementia now kills more people than heart disease. So I suggest you all start eating vegetables. It's the only way we, we, we're going to get through Christmas, isn't it? We're going to go through Christmas and you'll be remembering broccoli, parsnips, broccoli, <laughs> sprouts. I know people laugh at me and my sprouts, but I just I, I can eat packets and packets of sprouts. They don't, they don't have to be then. They just cut a little bit of bacon up, do, do the sprout. And I'm quite happy, quite happy. Uh, front page of um, the eye. Dementia is now the top killer. And Dippy Diplodocus. Escaped from the Natural History Museum. He's going on tour. He's going on tour. There's a museum that he's in at the moment. And they're taking him out. He's going to go on tour so you can see what Dippy Diplodocus is. Oh, good Lord, what's that? Who was out at uh, School of Rock the other night? <clears throat> Andrew Lloyd Webber, Julian Fellows and Sarah Ferguson. God in heaven, what was she doing there? No idea. Is she anything to do with... Anything to do with uh, with theatre? Well, I suppose most of her life's a bit of a drama, so uh, the answer is probably could be. Uh, that's just about it for this morning. Thank you, incidentally, for all your uh, texts and emails. Um, June says, uh, what happened to the girl who fell from the tower block? She died. She was in a, an apartment in, I think it was Benidorm or something like that, been out, came back, and for some inexplicable reason, fell off the balcony. They were nine stories up. You know, you're not, unless you're falling into a, a tree which is going to cushion you, I don't think you stand very much chance in these sort of things. And uh, da, 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 watch the, uh, the drinks in these coffee shops. Yes, I mean, some of them have got huge amounts of sugar in, huge amounts of, drink, uh, of sugar. Martin says, I drive HGV at Heathrow and I see one or two drivers on the phone every minute. My truck has all round cameras and if the police check my cameras every day, the deficit would be paid off. It is ridiculous, isn't it, that people, they just don't care. I mean, they really don't care about being bad. It doesn't bother them in the slightest. Because otherwise they wouldn't, they wouldn't be doing it. They wouldn't be doing it. Because there is that danger that the police are going to see. Well, on that odd moment, just when you think, well, I've got away with it, they go, you, over here, you're nicked. Don't forget, you can listen to LBC whenever you want, wherever you are. If you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, you can download the free LBC app 
for your mobile or tablet. Never miss a moment. And that means that we send you the free podcast every day. And uh, and you get the other free podcast from some of the other presenters who do it as well. So it's lbc.co.uk. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. I will be back with you tomorrow morning between 4 and 7. Hope you have a, a nice, pleasant day today. I shall do my VAT, spare a thought. Leading Britain's conversation at 10, it's James O'Brien. But right now, for breakfast, Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.